Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. So fucking sick. You're dying. You're always yeah, dying. dying. It's not your Jesus. body just going out. It's immune de- immune deficiencies. I shit. have the AIDS. Don't you know? It's not funny. You should probably tell your wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I actually got to play. I finally played uh, Outer Wilds yesterday. How are you enjoying that? I think. So hear me out everyone that's listening i did not grow up playing these types of games like i played oblivion once and then i've never really sat down and played a fallout game at all so this was kind of like my first this game is great like it looks great the humor is fucking spot on like in the very beginning i really like all the humor uh i don't know if it's a good game for me to stream for my i think i need to sit down i'm i'm gonna give it another chance like another shot but uh, there was a lot given to me in the beginning, and I was just like, I died a few times. But what do you think your frustrations were with the Outer Wild? The Outer wasn't Worlds. Even re- oh, you better fucking get it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I didn't really have any frustrations. Like, I f- maybe I just wasn't in the mood last night. I was super tired. I got home and I needed to stream for extra life, so I threw that on. That's why I'm going to give it another shot. I'm not going to start from the beginning because I like where I'm at right now. But I don't know. I just need to mess with it some more is what I need to do. I don't really have any frustrations on it right now. I think that this game is fantastic. Yeah. Um, or at the very least, it's definitely got an eight in my book. It's what Fallout 4, a lot of people are saying what Fallout 4 should have been. Now, I don't think that Fallout 4 is a bad game. There's a lot of issues with Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Um, I dislike the story greatly, um, right. but I don't hate Fallout 4 because Fallout 4 is still a fun game. I think I space th- is a better theme for me than nuclear Fallout. I I mean, you can argue that, um, but at the end of the day, that's really something that's more subjective. Yeah. That's because, like I said, that's just me. Yeah, you personally like sci like I can do either or. Right. Um I played Fallout 4. Eh. Uh <laughs> it's like I said, it's still a good game. There are still positive aspects to it. This is what Fallout 4 should have been. Okay. Um I am building a very um non combative character. Um it's all about the dialogue. It's all yeah. about the the hacking and lock picking. I straight up was just like when that popped up, I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot that you do this in these games. Mm-hmm. Like you have to distribute." I was like, "I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna be strong and know how to heal." So I was yeah. just like, "Strength and medical." And mm-hmm. then I've been persuade. I think I put a little bit into persuasion, and I've just been persuading every chance I've gotten, and it's working. So. Dialogue is one of the strongest 
aspects of Western RPGs, and mm. it's only gotten better since then. And that was one of the things that I have frustrations on with the Elder Scrolls, because I feel like your dialogue um, in the Elder Scrolls is not as significant as it is in Fallout. In Fallout, it's you can you can go throughout the entire game without getting into a major conflict. You yeah. can just persuade or lie or intimidate your way through all of the major confrontations. Right. And in the Elder Scrolls, I feel like you you can't do that. Because it's like that that high fantasy style. Like who, yeah. who talks in a high fantasy? And what I like right. is that instead of it being a percentage like Fallout 4 does, it's based off of your hard stats. So if I put 40 points into my dialogue, the bare minimum is 40. If I reach that, I can then go ahead and persuade them. And ah, okay. it won't tease me with the points if I don't have it. Like if I don't have the points to do X, it <laughs> won't say, oh, you, sh- you should have had 10 points in steel. I think the right. Outer Worlds, you know, when it hits like the the conversations and the interactions and the humor, it's it's spot on. It's great. Okay. I don't know yeah, what that everyone... humor in the very beginning where you're just like, all right, you need to land and you need to find this person. Yeah, (laughs) it's great. I don't know what everyone was bitching about when the Outer Worlds was originally coming out. I don't know either. They were like, I got Wilds and Worlds mixed up the entire time. So I knew the difference. It's just I've played both of them within a short period of time, and both games are fantastic. Like the Outer Wilds is a legitimately good game. I've talked about it before. Um, but no, Outer Worlds, outstanding, great game. Um, if I wasn't here, I'd be playing it right now. Right now, Tiff is playing it in the <laughs> back. So as long as she doesn't overwrite my saves, we're good. Yeah, I like I said, I'm gonna give it another chance. Uh, not this week coming up, but next week after that, I have to go to Austin again. And now I'm torn. I'm like, do I bring this Xbox One with me or do I bring my PlayStation Four with me? And it's probably going to be the Xbox One this time. So yeah, take the Xbox. Yeah, because my my Pelican case can only hit it can carry both laptops, personal, and all the peripherals and all that, but can't add much more than another video game system because uh, it always it's always like right at forty nine slash fifty pounds. And if it's oh, it's the weight issue, not necessarily like can you fit both. No, no, yeah, it's the weight issue because if it goes over fifty, then they charge you like a hundred and something dollars for over like. Southwest does. The fuck they charge that? you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get free bag. Like, you get two free carry-ons and two free checked bags up to 50 pounds. Okay. So it's not too bad, but yeah. Oh, man. Let's go into... What we got? We got weeks, right? We do have weeks. I'll take the first one. Uh, actually, you said, you said your week wasn't... There's not as much. Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Because uh, I've got a pretty sizable amount that I'm going to talk about. Cool. Um, Soul finally came out. Yeah, um, you tell me about this. I have been following Soul since Magfest 2019. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far they were in development. I think that they were still pretty early. Uh, too many Soul, games, though. Yeah, too many games. We got to play it at too many games, and the game was gorgeous. Yeah. Soul's got like this pastel color palette. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the same vein as games like Flower or Journey. Um, where there's not any dialogue, they just let the environment 
and the uh, gameplay experience do the storytelling. Yeah, I think I remember the we were talking to one of the I don't know if he was the creator, but one of the guys that worked on it or worked with uh, the soul team uh, mm-hmm. said that each level was color coded. So like you have the instead of it being like level one or level two, it's like, oh, I'm on the purple level or I'm on the red level or something like that. Right. The the game itself is gorgeous. It's fantastic. It's got some really solid music. Um yeah, you said you had to have the soundtrack. I have to get the soundtrack. The soundtrack is fantastic. There was something that I wasn't sure if it was doing, but you know how in Breath of the Wild, if you did certain things, like music notes would start playing yeah. Yeah. to like your beat or to when you're hitting something or whatever. I Combat. thought it was different instruments would start playing when I did certain actions or when I was going near something. So, you know, in Soul, you play like this little ball of light and you're going across this entire ruined city. And as you go by, like things are starting to come back to life and, you know, this tree is starting to grow again and the water is starting to run. Yeah, because you're uh, shining light on everything. Yeah, you're shining light everywhere. Um and when you do that, there's like certain accents of different uh, instruments that start playing as you do that. And I'm just like, that's that's kind of advanced. I don't know if that was intentional or if it just so happened that the moment that I go to walk near a fountain and it starts spraying water everywhere is yeah. when the music would start playing. It's not perfect. It is not a perfect game. Like, I know it's really hard for people to say, you know, oh, it's an indie game. Of course, it's not perfect. And it was like, first off, that is a two-hour game that I spent $15 on. Mm-hmm. So you can argue that there's, you know, for the artistic, you know, expression of it or, you know, to support the the developers. Yeah, you can make that argument. That is still a $15 game that I spent two hours on. Was it a lot of fun? Yeah, it was a unique experience. I love games chill. like Journey. It was, it was like you said, it's chill. Um, there is only three real stages. There's the opening sequence where you know the first level is all blue, and you're it's nighttime, and you're trying to like find your way into the inner city. And then once you break through that, there's like this palate cleanser when you're going down this this rushing water. Uh, sequence and there's like a series of aqueducts going into this irrigation system leading you to the inner city and all the colors change to like these really earthy tones um it's it's gorgeous but i felt like i wanted more out of it like when i got to the end i felt like this was the halfway point only to find out that i've reached the crescendo or i've moved past the crescendo and it was now all finally coming together. The ending, when they actually explain what's going on, I thought was really, really cool. I'm not going to spoil it uh-huh. because it just came out, but I really enjoyed what they did with the ending. Yeah, for our audio listeners, who are who's the uh, so it's Soul S O L E and S O L E Gossamer Games is the developer. Yeah, so if you want to find that, uh, what what system did you play it on? Did you play? It on I played PC? it on Steam. Okay. I don't know if it's on anything other than Steam. Um, yeah. 
like maybe Epic Games. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's on, Skin on Steam, fifteen PS4. bucks. Yeah. Um, you know, buyer beware. Yeah. It's only two hours. There is replayability to it, though. Um, okay. You can find different letters, and the letters are in like their own language. But you can, after you beat the game, you can like unlock them, and they actually show the letters of the alphabet, and that may show more of the lore or explain more of like what's been happening because it's a story of what seems to be like atlantis this this city went underwater uh for for whatever reason whether there's like this big tragedy that took place and as you move through you see different parts in history of what happened to the city so okay okay that sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're definitely, I've I'd never have actually played. I played Soul because we were played it at too many games, but mm-hmm. I've never actually played Flower or Journey, so I probably need to go back and. And I don't know anything about them either. I'm in that weird area where, like, I mean, I play. I knew about Persona Persona Four for probably however long that game was out. Like, I don't know when it came out, but it was probably for a good four or five years, and I didn't know the ending. After be you know having buddies that are like oh my god Persona Four so good, and so I'm pretty good at like avoiding shit like that sometimes. So maybe I need to go back and play Journey, especially Journey because the people have given that one like so so many good praises. Journey's probably the best of the uh, of the games that are like this whatever yeah. genre that this would be considered experience games. <laughs> yeah, non narrative narratives. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, besides that, if I wasn't doing that, I was playing the outer worlds. Uh, and then finally I got my retro fighters brawler gen review. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed. That video fucking made me laugh so hard. (laughs) It's, it's a solid controller. I really want to like it, but if you're going to market your controller to be a multi-platform controller, make sure that the controller works for all the platforms. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's without a doubt the brawler gen. I got it right here. This thing, this baby. How, is um, it is it heavy? Because it looks like it's not heavy. It is not heavy, and that was like the first okay. thing I was worried about. Because when I picked it up, I'm like, there is not a lot of weight to this. It's not much lighter than the uh, than the oh, pack-in wow. controller that I got. So like comparison between the two, it's, yeah. The difference is, is it's got the handles. Yeah, which is nice because I got big fat hands. You got me- um, meaty hands, so yeah. But this controller is great with the Sega Genesis Mini. This controller is good with the Nintendo Switch. There's a lot of things that you can do with the Nintendo Switch, um, but with the Nintendo Switch, you're not going to be able to play it with any open world games or anything that requires a second stick, yeah. uh, unless you feel like giving up the D-pad. There is a macro that allows you to change your D-pad into your right stick. You're not going to be well, able to play awkward, any first-person shooter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to, like, have the claw and then try to move your fingers on the D-pad I and think shit. what they were really trying to do with this is that they knew that this was not going to work with a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and it's, a, it's like some Genesis Saturn hybrid controller, but they really was just like, at least we can make this work for Smash. And it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's actually a fairly decent Smash controller. You were showing me uh, when you were playing uh, Sonic Racing Transformed, and you just couldn't even go. Because <laughs> nothing worked. I don't know yeah. if it's like a driver issue. I tried re- reinstalling the drivers. 
the only button that worked. Like, I was able to get through all the menus, and I was really excited because I'm just like, okay, finally a fucking game that works with this thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, the only button that worked when I was in the race was, you know, my rear view. That was it. <laughs> um, but that said, it, there's a, when you play it on Steam, there's a lot of there's a lot of games that do work with it. Axiom mm-hmm. Verge, um, oh, okay. Duck Game, perfect. <laughs> fucking the the Sonic, not the Sonic, the Genesis flashback bullshit that they had. Oh War yeah, Groove. The... like there's there's a handful of 2D games that work with it. Yeah, but... I would expect everything that's on like the the Sega Mega Drive collection that's on Steam <laughs> would probably work on it and all that shit too. Yeah, but Sonic Mania doesn't work with it. Ooh, that's yeah. Rough. Like Death's Gambit doesn't work with it. Like I knew that I'm not gonna play fucking Dark Souls with this thing. It wasn't going <laughs> to happen. But Sonic Mania, how does that not fucking work? It's a two D. It's two D. Like it should work. <laughs> yeah. So there was games that worked or half worked with it that I'm just like, there's this controller has no business working on it. And there was games that was should have worked. I'm just like, why the fuck aren't you doing anything? What's the price tag on that? It's thirty bucks. So not too bad. it's not too bad. And this like I wanted to put this into the review, but I was afraid of actually naming their competitor. Retrobit has the proprietary license to the American six button controller. Ah, okay. It's twenty bucks. Oh. So you're spending ten more dollars on, on a fucking work. joystick. That's essentially oh, yeah. what it is. Joystick and two shoulder buttons. The the retro bit can work with the Nintendo Switch. It can work on the on Steam. And it's only twenty bucks. <laughs> and it's only twenty bucks. So the I do feel like that this is a better product. Is it worth ten more dollars? I do not know. You can uh, argue like the joystick and the shoulder buttons are worth it, but then what are you going to play it on? You want it to work. <laughs> Right. You, a, you don't want to sit there and be like, wow, I'm so glad I paid $30 on this controller that I can't play on all my fucking consoles. Like, but I got this if joystick. They, if they put in, if this was a $40 controller and they added two triggers and a second stick, I would be content with it. I would say that that's okay. Because for what it's worth, the, the fucking controller works and it works yeah. well. Yeah. In no game did I have any fucking lag. Which is surprising when it comes to like third-party controllers because yeah. when you get the shitty ones that are cheap, sometimes there's lag, sometimes the buttons stick, you know, sometimes there's dead spots. This one does not experience that except when it goes on Steam. Mm, I wonder if – do you play in big, big picture mode? That's the only way that you can play this fucking thing on. Oh, if, you, okay. if you don't play on big picture mode, you cannot conf- uh, configure the controller. Ah, Okay. I was wondering too if you did like a third party like masker, like P- like the DS tool or whatever, but you shouldn't have to do that with a. Oh, that's uh, terrible! I was about to say that uh, face with that beard didn't look too good. <laughs> you ever like, get I'm some? Not of those? A, I'm not an IPA guy. Ah, yeah. But that that's not. You ever get those IPAs that taste like pine saw? This tastes like pine saw. Yeah, that's I don't like IPAs. I like lagers. Yeah, that's I, why I, I like. That's why you stick like, with purple haze raspberry lager by Abita. So that's I fun. like brown ales. I like blondes. I like sours. I like, I like, I like dark lagers. Ales. 
I like stouts. Yeah. Stouts are, I've had like a chocolate stout before, like a chocolate, like some of those are like, like drinking a loaf of bread. So So, when I was in Florida, my father-in-law, he got me into this craft beer bullshit. Yeah. And I think it's because he, he doesn't really have a whole lot of friends. (laughs) <laughs> and he was just like, I need to connect with this man one way or another. Beer so connects with everybody. Yeah, exactly. He gave me this fucking, I think it's a stout. If it's not a stout, it's a brown ale. But it was aged in a whiskey barrel. And when they brewed it, they used the smoke. It's it's a smoked beer. I don't know how they fucking did it. But they were just like, yeah, when they brewed it, they used fucking smoke off of the cedar wood. Okay. It I'd was be interested in that. The most delicious beer I've ever fucking had. Do you know what the name of it was? Uh, where's my fucking phone? <laughs> yeah, I uh <coughs> I went to the liquor store the other day. We live in a dry county, so you have to drive like 20 minutes out. And I went there. It was Halloween, and I wanted to get some of these beers, and I think my mother-in-law needed some vanilla crown cuz she makes uh she takes maraschino cherries and uh marinates them in vanilla crown did you know that those maraschino cherries are bleached really yeah what like they do some unholy fucking shit to them to get them that bright red yeah and like the flavor like i i talked to a bartender and he was like yeah i pass those things out all the fucking time but i'll never put that shit in my body wow <laughs> like but, apparently uh, they're they're real bad my wife got home and she goes, she opens the refrigerator and she goes, did you buy a 24 pack of Yangling? And I was like, look, the 24 pack was $22. That's 91 cents a beer. Yeah, yeah I bought it. <laughs> That's a fucking value. Yeah. She's like, I can't Weird. put anything in the fridge. I was like, give me a couple days. All right. I'll work on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So the brewing company is called Rock Pit. It's called Cinder and Smoke aged in Buffalo uh whiskey barrels huh it is a stout rushing imperial of course uh, it is of course well, that's why you like it <laughs> yeah, yeah that sounds that pretty shit good, was though. delicious any it beer so that's good. like aged in whiskey but like you know do you know that how much those uh jack daniels whiskey barrels like could go for yeah because i bought one one time yeah i spent two grand on a fucking uh keg like a wooden barrel keg like a wooden barrel keg yeah it's because those things are literally some of them are like 50 to hundreds of years old like and they're just like like seasoned with all that whiskey made throughout all the years (laughs) yeah fucking we bought one at costco between me and four other marines and we had to go fucking find six different ways to hide that fucking shit oh my god (laughs) when we were in the barracks for like two weeks we said yeah it's a table gunny and then he kicks it, and then the whiskey starts leaking out, and everyone starts freaking out because nobody wants to w- waste the whiskey. Jesus Christ. That was a weird thing. Too. I'm going to let you finish your week, though, so I'll talk about that. Oh, that. besides that, I started doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That I didn't fucking see coming. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, one of my magic buddies, he's like, oh, I, he does that, too? Apparently, he fucking does it, too. <laughs> yeah. That, like, that was a fucking workout. So... The whole reason why I started doing it, one, I've been wanting to go back into like some sort of self-defense thing. So getting paranoid like, again. <laughs> it's, it's not the paranoia. Like the easiest way to deal with self-defense is to carry a gun. Okay, just conceal carry. 
But in the words of the late and great uh, Pops from uh, Friday, uh, John uh, Witherspoon, you got to fight with your hands. Put the gun away. (laughs) There's a reason why he's dead. Shut up. (laughs) He's great. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, But, like, the things I was always told was, like, first, BJJ, then you go Muay Thai, then you do American wrestling, then you do boxing. And after that, after you master those four things, you should be good. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me take my first step. Let me go to BJJ. These fucking classes are like $200 a month, man. Like, How many classes do you get in a month? You can go whenever you want. You can go every single day, every single class. Holy shit. So my plan is I go three or four times a week, and I supplement that with me lifting at the gym. And I should be good. I don't ever want to get on your bad side. (laughs) But one of the guys that was there, he was just like, dude, I lost like 40 pounds in the first month. It's great. And he's a big guy, too. Like, he's like 250 pounds. So if he's 250 pounds now and he lost 40 pounds. Yeah. I should be around the same. You're still trying to just get a little lower. (laughs) Yeah, if if I can get down to two fifty or two forty, I'll be happy. Yeah, that's the goal. I'm still at two seventy. Fucking help, but fuck it. No, not at all. I'm at, still at like two seventy one, and uh, holidays are coming up, so that shit's about to go out the fucking door. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I would like to get down to. I I still want to lose. I like mentally for my own sake. I still want to lose the 90 i initially wanted to lose so like i lost the 50 went down to 265 and i'm at back at 271 so i've gained a little bit back just because i haven't worked out in six months so ever since we moved i've just not gotten back into the groove of it and uh, push-ups i I gotta do something like i'm go run keep keep saying it but i canceled that because i got that gym membership at the fucking basically like our ymca that's out here the community rec Mm -hmm. center and I get you get updates on shit that's going on on your phone, and they were fucking ca- closing the gym like every other day for like Why? something like events or something like that. I don't know because the gym is just a small portion of what the entire fucking community center is. And I was like, why is this always? I was like, fuck this. I don't want to pay $35 a month for this anymore. But there isn't any time fitness here. So I'm going to go check out and see how much anytime fitness is. Anytime fitness should be about 40 bucks. So, yeah, for me and my wife That's and anytime fitness is they're open 24 so I can yeah. go whenever the fuck I want to go. That was the thing. The gym closed like the community rec center closed at like nine. But like I got shit to do, man. So <laughs> but and I also don't like I went there once and there was like the gym was like almost to the point where people were having to wait for treadmills. And I was like because there was only I like hate that shit. There was not even 10 treadmills in there. I hate that shit. Yeah, I never had that problem at uh, was it Planet Fitness? Like there was so many. There's always fucking th- treadmills open, so. Yeah, but, but that's yeah. Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness it, like doesn't allow free weights. They got some free weights, like bar, like you know, the, the Planet big. Fitness that I've been to, the heaviest that they went was like seventy pounds. Yeah, that's, like that's when it, when you go to do like deadlifts and stuff or like squats, they're on that stupid fucking machine that's even like you can't take it off the machine yeah they're that on a fucking sucks. um smith machine Tri- yeah they're i don't think those are always the best posture you're supposed to be using no anyway. they're terrible you can't squat on that thing no so 
All right, I'll go into my week because I had a lot of shit going on. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, I I started listening to other podcasts this week. Finally, like sat down when I was was doing some work. I was like, I'm going to listen to some podcasts. So I've downloaded, I subscribed to the Joe Rogan podcast because everyone and their (laughs) mama tells me to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. So I'm going to check out some of those. Uh, I subscribe. I was already subscribed to Mega Visions. I listened to their most recent episode. Uh, I subscribed to Giant Bomb. I subscribed to the Masters of Modern, which is a Magic the Gathering podcast. And then I also subscribed to Sketchcraft's uh, podcast. It's a listen- podcast? Yeah, it's uh, Morning with Sketchcraft. And him and his guests, like, they do podcasts in the morning. I don't know if they always do the podcast in the morning. But they make it sound like it's in the morning where they're sipping their coffee and all that stuff. But yeah, it's called. I didn't Sketch- know that. Yeah, you can go check it out. He always posts. I've been working it. with the fuckers for like two months. No one said anything about him doing a podcast. Yeah, he's super quiet in Discord. He's more vocal on like their Facebook stuff. Okay. Uh, but I follow him on Twitter, and he posts that it's up on Twitter. So that's how I knew he had a podcast. But yeah, this last episode was only like thirty. Like they're pretty quick. They're not like our podcast where they're like fucking two hours, three hours long sometimes. Okay. Uh, his are like 30 minutes to an hour and okay i listened to his most uh recent episode about him and his friend brad or brian i'm probably <coughs> butchering that i don't know which name it was they were just talking about his trip down to the southeast southwest he went down there recently for some he's him and his buddy are actually working on a board game i think like creating that's one. cool so uh he went down there to check it out and visit some family it was a nice podcast to listen to while you're doing the work doing some work so uh right on i've also gotten real back in hardcore into cooking because thankfully because of binging the youtube video binge or youtube channel binging with bobish go ahead those fucking burgers that you posted yeah bro so fucking good dude so i don't i'm pretty sentimental dude like i'm pretty emotional guy but like i bit into that burger and i like my wife looks at me she goes are you gonna cry and i was like i fucking might like it was i never i that's a burger recipe that i've been chasing for years and just could never get it right and it was so fucking simple like that one that wasn't even from binging from bobbish it's another guy called sam the cooking guy on youtube and it's literally i took five ounces of hamburger meat which i just bought regular hamburger meat you i would suggest to people grind your own hamburger meat with a mixture of short rib sirloin and ribeye no i'm sorry Mm -hmm. not ribeye brisket you want to do those three like that uh but i used just some regular five ounces made little burger balls salt and peppered the burger balls took them out to the grill and i have a uh like a cast iron griddle that i use on the stovetop and i took it out there on the grill and just put it on top of there you literally just put them on there and then i took my two spatulas actually i took my spatula and i had a wooden dowel and I pushed it down and made them as flat as I could. And you just let them cook. You let them cook. And then when you go to flip them, the minute you flip them, you throw Amer- only American cheese on them because that's how you're going to get that good melty. Uh, you throw the American cheese on them, spritz them with a little bit of water, and then cover them with like a metal bowl or something like that. Mm-hmm. Let them cook. Throw them on a brie. I've come to find out that brioche buns are like, if you're making burgers at home, brioche is the way to go. They're fucking good. You butter them, toast them up. Uh, we made like a burger sauce of like ketchup, mayonnaise, Dijon mustard, and rel- uh, dill relish mixed together. Threw that mm-hmm. shit on there. Sauteed, uh, caramelized some onions and put them on top. That's all she wrote, bro. It was fucking delicious, man. It was so good. 
They were even cooked like, you know, perfectly medium well, so they still had a little bit of pink in them too. So that's not it, good for my heart. No, but that'd be good for my soul though. <laughs> dude, it was definitely a grease burger. It is a burger that you do not cook every couple days. You do that like once or twice a every <laughs> you do that like once every week or every two weeks. But that burger, uh I don't know if I posted them on Twitter, but I will post them on Twitter. I'll post them on the Scrubverse Twitter and just be like, hey, this is what we were talking about. They were <laughs> they were fucking good, man. My wife didn't even eat her French fries. She was like, I don't want anything else. Like, I just want this burger. <laughs> uh, okay. So we made that. I I learned how to make roux this week. I had never actually sat down and made a roux for like Cajun How many roux did you fuck up? Uh, I did one, and I almost fucked it up. It was it was almost. I cooked it a just slight, a little too long. Like it got really like dark chocolatey color, but it wasn't burnt. Like I was able to save it. So, but next time I know what to do. So I made some homemade uh, dirty rice. It's literally just ground beef, and I found this out. Like the best way to do it, and. The, and in the video that Binging with Bobbish has, he's actually, I think his name is, I can't remember his name, but go check it out. It's the video where they're making, uh, it's not Creole. There's a whole joke in it because he keeps saying, uh, it's uh, not Creole. What's the other word? Cajun. It's, well, he's, making, okay. he, he's making Cajun food. And uh, I think his name's Isaac, but he has a restaurant down in Louisiana. And he said the best way to like when you're making hamburger meat for either like uh, for jambalaya, for dirty rice, for even hamburger helper, like season your meat. Like you do like salt, pepper, uh, cayenne pepper, and a lot of cumin. And you put it in a cast iron skillet or a stainless steel and you don't fucking touch it. You let it crisp up and get that good like char on it. And then mm-hmm. you flip it, do it on the other side. And it just, I, it's just fucking made everything so much better. So. Basically, it's just that you throw in a little bit of the uh, the Cajun Holy Trinity, which, which is celery, onion, and bell pepper. Throw that in there okay. with a little bit of garlic after you brown your meat. Uh, you let that cook, you, and then you throw a little bit of the roux in there, and you let the roux warm up. Mix it all together. Throw some chicken stock in there, and then you throw. I think he did. He throw no. He did the rice separate because I cooked it separately. Uh, you let that cook for like 45 minutes. So you let the roux cook out and everything. Throw some rice in there and mix it all together. And then you throw your dark chicken meat and your andouille sausage. And well, before the sausage and the chicken, you got a perfectly good dirty rice right there. Like it goes good with everything. And then you throw that stuff in there and basically it's jambalaya. So nice. I made that. That shit was off the fucking chain. I also made homemade fucking tiki masala. That shit was off the motherfucking chain too. Man, I bought all these, like, I. you ever heard of a catamom uh, seasoning? Yeah. I've never heard of that. I bought, I went to, back where I used to live, there's a natural grocer. So I went there and bought a bunch of spices. I got, like, coriander seeds. I got cumin seeds. I got, I had to get some cinnamon sticks. I got, what else did I get? I got the cardamom pods and all that. And I bought a uh, coffee grinder. That is specifically for making spices. So I'm not going to make any coffee in it. I toasted all this shit together. So I didn't, I never knew that you should toast your fucking, like, if you're making your own seasonings, toast your ingredients first and then put them in, put them Mm -hmm. in your grinder. 
Dude, oh, it had a fresh nutmeg in it and shit like that too. Oh my mm-hmm. god, the smell just from the seasoning was phenomenal. And you take, uh, I made a marinade with uh, some whole uh, fat yogurt, uh, nutmeg, and some other stuff, and put the chicken in that. Let it marinate and cooked it all together. It was so fucking good. I I learned how to make a uh, basmati rice the right way. Usually I make jasmine rice or just regular white rice. But mm-hmm. bas, basmati rice is that very like it's not sticky rice when you go to an Indian restaurant. It's right. it's just slightly sticky enough, and it's like that in between between the the sticky rice and the uh, the jasmine rice. And yeah, they're they're, they're kind of like small cylinders. Yeah, just small long cylinders, and, they and just, they're very they like separate from each other, but they still kind of stick together. So yeah, my I don't think my wife was too keen on it because you know tiki masala. Kind of is uh, a little bit one of the sweeter, quote unquote, curries because it's the -hmm. seasoning is sweet because you put so much acidity in it with the tomato sauce and the tomato paste and all that stuff. Uh, The heavy whipping cream helps with it a lot, too. But, man, that shit was so good. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I made. Those were two of the main things that I was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. Oh, I made homemade uh, baked ziti, but it was actually rotini because I didn't use ziti. Dude, I've just been on a fucking roll this week, man. I didn't go out to eat. So, audio listeners, I'm about to go into my next spiel. I didn't go out to eat all this week until Popeyes. So, <laughs> we've been cooking and just eating. And we have a whole other fucking list of stuff that we're making next week, too. Like, I think what it was is I was in a funk and I just didn't find anything. Like, I had not been looking. I forgot there's cooking shows on YouTube. Like, instead of, like, epic meal time, there's actual cooking shows, like, Bidging with yeah. Bob and stuff like that. And I'm just like, man... I actually am going, I think my wife has a blank recipe book, and I'm just going to start writing all these motherfuckers down, because I'm going to forget about them after, you know, a couple weeks. So I'll be like, mm-hmm. I wish I could find a good burger recipe again. And my wife will, will be like, the fuck are you talking about, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of getting back into that, so I'm real happy with that. Uh, I, the reason that this podcast, I don't know, it probably won't come out late, but we are recording a day later, is I went to a Magic the Gathering Invitational Qualifier yesterday in Little Rock, Arkansas. It was me. I am officially a part of a uh, competitive magic group from my hometown back where we moved from. And we are called the O2 crew because we usually go O2 for people that don't know uh, trading card games. What that means is you have zero wins and two losses after two uh, rounds. Usually at that point, if you're if there's six rounds, you fucking leave because you're not going to make top eight. Nope. (laughs) So. We went there, and uh, I kind of got burned because I had some, which is funny because I was actually playing a burn deck, but one of my teammates that was supposed to show up for some of the lands that I needed that were going to let me borrow them didn't fucking show up, So, and the shop didn't have, they had two of them, but I, there were six lands that I needed, so there were two games where I felt like if I would have had one of those lands that things would have played out differently. So, yeah, word of advice is... Buy your cards. Just buy them early. I was gonna buy them two weeks ago and I didn't. So that's a uh, that's my fault on that one. That but, sucks. Yeah. What sucks even worse is in the first round it was me and one of my teammates uh, against each other. So wow, <laughs> yeah. that sucks. I mean, and in game one, I I I was winning every dice roll every every match. I was just like, all right, cool, yeah, I'm going first. And Max is like. Uh, Max's guy I was playing against. He just recently subscribed to my Twitch channel, and he goes, "I want to say that your Twitch channel is a fucking lie because when I watched you, you lost all your dice rolls." <laughs> I 
I was like, no, nah, man, getting those got those bad ones out of the way. So we had these good ones. You for rolled the all the ones out. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. That's what we say in uh, D&D. Smashed him in game one. Game two, he was play, He was on uh, Through the Breach uh, Shift, which is like, through, it's Through the Breach Valakut, where you play Through the Breach and you usually play like Emrakul with that, where you just be like, boop, mm-hmm. he's out here, he's going to hit you for a fucking lot. And then you have Valakut as a backup to just be able to kill him. Uh, game two, I got him down to like, I got him down to three. And I only had two lands on the battlefield. And he throws the Breach, this one creature, that basically when it comes in, uh, it destroys a permanent that your opponent controls. You get to choose. So he blew up one of my lands, and then it also has persist. So whenever it dies, it comes back with a neg one neg one counter on it. Uh, well, through the breach makes you sacrifice the creature at the end of your combat phase. So he got to do that, and it came in and blew up my other land. And I was like, "Shit, that's pretty good." And I had a bolt in my hand, and he was at three. And then I just, he's like, past her, and I just like, top deck a mountain, and I play it. <laughs> and, just, and, he, and he was like, ah, and I was like, yeah. And he looks at the clock, he goes, well, we have 30 minutes to go outside and chill. And I was like, that's why I play Burn, man. You either lose quick or you uh, win quick. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, it must be nice to walk around and watch everybody else play. I was like, yeah, it sometimes is. But that was, uh, I won that first one. The next two ma- uh, rounds... My game two, I really feel like I top decked. Uh, I had my opponent at three. Uh, well, I had my opponent at six, and he cracks a food token to gain three life, and I skull cracked him. And he was like, "Shit!" He goes, "I he goes, I didn't think you had it." I was like, "If I got two man open, I got it, man. Just think that mm-hmm. way." And I was like, "Come on, bolt off the top because if I don't, if I can't make it another turn, fucking land." And then he gains life, passes it back to me. I top decked the bolt, and I was like. Well, it doesn't fucking help me now. So, <laughs> but and then uh, round two, well, I'm sorry, round three, I just kind of got effed on draws. Uh, round four, round four, I won. Round four is where all my other teammates left because they have like they had like a one two or a o three record, so they all left. Uh, I won my round four, so I was two two. I was trying to like skirt in to top eight with tiebreakers, but then mm-hmm. round five, I just got my ass handed to me. Because I was playing against Dredge and I forgot to pack or uh, to uh, sideboard graveyard hate, so I lost. So, but was this an invitational? Was this like a, a major tournament? Or was this like? I mean, a, it's a modern IQ. It was an invitational qualifier, so if you won first, you got an invite. So, oh wow, yeah, it was. Uh, it sucks because I felt like I never misplayed the entire day. I didn't misplay anything, uh, but. I felt like not having those lands was detrimental and then also not having the graveyard hate and sideboard was detrimental as well. Because the minute I sat down, I was like, oh, shit, I'm playing against Dredge. And I thought I looked at my sideboard. I was like, I'm fucked. I can't do anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So did the other guy have a good excuse for what do you mean? Not showing up. Uh, no. He never does. <laughs> He's kind of a piece of shit sometimes. So. <laughs> okay. He was planning on coming the entire time, but I think he went out drinking the night before. So, yeah. Big uh, rip. Yeah, I'm going to buy the lands, though, so I'll have them. So we, the good thing is they're like burn staples because they're basically mm-hmm. they're they're a blue-white land that you can pay one life and tap it for either blue or white. I'm sorry, red or white. And then it also has ability where you you, you take you can tap one colorless and then sacrifice it to draw a card. 
So when you're getting land flooded and burned, you have a couple of these you know, cards sitting out there. You can just crack them, draw Pop to draw to draw that bolt you needed. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to buy my own. They're about $15 a pop and I need 4 of them, so it is what it is. I'll order them. They're they're going to be in burn for a very long time, so. Uh, let's move on. Oh my gosh, I'm not talking. So, my computer's going into save mode because I'm not moving my mouse. Let's go into <laughs> Since we're talking about magic still, let's talk about the new Pioneer format that come out. Came out. So okay. I, I've been playing, uh, whenever I wasn't doing this week, I was playing, uh, I was practicing for the modern IQ, but when I wasn't, I was playing the new Pioneer format, because this format is fucking insane. I was playing, I've been playing a bunch of like mono red or like red green decks, just because that's how I am. I've been playing against my buddy. Well, my other teammate sends me a list of, is it in Soul? So what this deck is, is there's a card that came out in, in M15 called in Soul Artifact. Where mm-hmm. it's a blue, one blue, one colorless, and it attaches it to an artifact and makes the artifact, it gives the artifact, it's a 5-5 five, five artifact. <coughs> so you could potentially have a 5-5 five, five on turn two, swinging into the face. Okay. And is it also... It, is it an equipable or is it... It's an enchantment. Instant? It's an enchantment. Okay. Oh, so it is permanent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's another... That's uh, fucking dumb. Yeah, and there's a lot of ha- uh, one-drop haste artifacts in the format. There's, so hold on before before we really get into it, explain what Pioneer format is. So the Pi- Pioneer format is the new format that Mag- or that Wizards of the Coast came up with. That is everything from Cons of Tarkir up to to Throne of Eldraine, which is current standard. Except so, except like Modern Masters stuff that came out between that. It's not counting Conspiracy, uh, Unstate or Unhand, whichever one it came out. It's not counting Special Editions. And also fetches are banned. Okay. So besides that, you know, the significance between that and modern is that modern goes all the way back to 8th edition, correct? And there's a a sizable banned list. Okay. So Pioneer is more or less the Wild West. It has been fucking insane over the last couple weeks. It got announced, I think it's been two weeks since it was announced. And... No one fucking knows what they're going to play against next. So, uh, Todd Anderson, Friday, there was a PTQ on MTG <coughs> Online. He went 11 0 and lost in the finals to Turbo Fog. <laughs> yeah. Well, Turbo Fog, Nexus of Fate. So, yeah. He was playing Mono Green Stompy, basically, mm-hmm. where I've seen that deck get a turn two. Uh, em- not Emrakul, but turn two. What is it? Emrakul, Kozilek. What's the last one? Um, Ulamog. A turn two Ulamog. Which one? The good one or the bad one? The one that makes you mill 20 when it hits you. <laughs> okay, the good one. Okay. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, because what you do is you play Leyline of Abundance, which Leyline of Abundance, and every time you tap a creature for mana, it taps for an extra creature color. Mm-hmm. And you play Elvish Mystics and like all these mana dorks, and you also, also play Nykthos, which you can pay two colorless mana and you tap it and you gain that much mana equal to your devotion of gr- that color that you choose. So, yeah, <coughs> I've seen a turn to Ulamog and it's dumb. But, uh, yeah, but is it artifacts is fucking fun. Uh, it plays a bunch of one. There's a one. There's a uh, just an X colorless creature. It's called something serpent. 
and it uh, has trample and protection from multicolor. So you can play it. You pay one mana, it comes out as a 1-1. I've played, I've tapped six mana, and it comes out as a 6-6. And then also if you put an insole artifact on that, I believe it goes up to an 11-11. So, That's dumb. That's yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah, because a lot of people are playing like Abrupt Decays and Colligans Commands and stuff, like stuff mm-hmm. that's multicolored. And yeah. all you got to do is have a simple fatal push and it kills it. <laughs> but uh, tomorrow, this podcast is being recorded on the 3rd of November. Tomorrow, which is the 4th of November, is the first uh, ban and restriction announcement. I really feel like Nykthos is going to get a ban. I think I think Oko is probably going to get a ban too because Oko is insane in Frontier. Uh, I, I heard that it's insane just in standard. It's insane in every fucking format. It's being played in every format right now. Wow. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Also, we have... Uh, I think... So we have Cat Combo back in uh, Pioneer. So Cat Combo was Sahili plus... Sahili and... Uh, Felidar Guardian. Guess yeah. what? Oko's real fucking good in that deck. <laughs> yeah. Real fucking good. Uh, we what, think, how many colors is that? That's like... You could do like That's four, rainbow. You could do you four colors. They don't play black. Okay. Yeah, you play green, blue, red, and white because the Felidar Guardian. Yeah. And you play mana dorks too. So. <laughs> Stupid fucking combo. Yeah. Uh, I think in a lot of people want Sahili banned because they feel like Felidar Guardian kind of can still do stuff because Felidar Guardian can still bounce shit. Uh, but I've also been on the ref- uh, the opposing end of a Felidar Guardian bouncing a Reflector Mage. That doesn't feel really good at all. So a lot of people. There think was Felidar a reason Guardian. why Felidar Guardian was banned as opposed to Sahili. Well, because Sahili was, was a Planeswalker too. They didn't want to yeah. ban one of their new Planeswalkers. Give me one sec. She said it smells like chicken in here. So <laughs> you have that chicken sandwich just sitting there coagulating in its own grease. Oh yeah, I'm gonna eat it too. I'll take a big old bite of it right now. Ah, it's That's so good. Should I have to edit out? No, you Thanks. keep this. In. You keep this in. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know what they're gonna do. What that? That's gonna something of that's gonna get banned though. So, mm-hmm. but Frontier is amazing. Like they're already like basically Wizards is like yeah, standards fucking garbage right now. So everything is gonna be Frontier tournaments now. <laughs> Like I I don't I don't get it because the thing is is that standard goes from really really bad because when I started getting back into it it was fucking cancer when uh, Aether Revolt came out it was cancer <laughs> when Hour of Devastation came out and then it was okay when Ixalan came out mm-hmm. like Ixalan and Rivals. And Dominaria, and they when Dominaria came out, it's like finally, standard is okay to play. It's all Oko, and then it's it's an Elko format now. So <laughs> it's fucking dumb. Yeah, for people that don't know, uh, Oko is a three-drop uh, planeswalker. It's one colorless, one blue, one green. That you can get out theoretically on turn two, since we have fucking Gilded Goose in the format too. So every time someone plays a goose, we always yell out, the goose is loose. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But his ability is you could tick it up and get a food token, which a food token reads, uh, pay two colorless mana, sacrifice this artifact, gain three life. Or you can tick 
down. I don't know how it works, but his other ability is just make a target permanent a 3-3 elk. And that shit's stupid because it works on Emrak or it works on Ulamog. <laughs> works on almost everything. Yeah. It's not great. It's dumb. It makes automatic protection most of the time. It's real dumb in uh four color Wurza <coughs> in modern. Because there's so many artifacts. Like that's that's all I saw in the room mm-hmm. at the modern IQ yesterday. And I almost beat it, but like I said, I already went into that. Excuse me, went into that. But Frontier is super fun. Everyone's waiting for the band tomorrow to s- start buying into it. Because a lot of people haven't... A lot of people have just been playing on MTGO just to kind of get practice mm-hmm. with it. And we're, they were waiting for the first band. Because the first band, for probably a few weeks, maybe even a month or two after that, you should be good. But they also announced that they're going to be more aggressive with their banning and restriction announcements with Frontier. To where the point... They won't just wait for like the next one to come up. They'll be like, hey, this shit's... You know, we're having one tomorrow. Be ready for emergency situations and shit like that. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it's mostly a good thing. Yeah, this it's is a fucking fun-ass format. Modern's gotten a little stale just because, I mean, that's how modern is. I played against Blue-White Control, and I almost bought into that deck because Blue-White Control in modern is three-drop Teferi is unbelievably good in that deck. It's so Is that good. the Teferi that's in... War. Um, at, War? Okay. Yeah. We call him Baby yeah, Teferi. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, he just is great because, what is it, plus one, you can play uh, you can play instants and sorceries at basically at any speed. You know, you can play your sorcery spells at instant speed. His yeah. static ability is your opponents can only cast spells anytime they cast a sorcery. Mm-hmm. So I don't ever get to interact with anything they play, <laughs> which is real bad with burn. So, oh, I got burned by a Tron player, too. Because apparently they're playing. I don't know. I got this was during playtesting last week on Moto, <coughs> but apparently they play a new card, not a new card, but it's a card called Weather the Storm, and it mm-hmm. is a one green, one colorless. Uh, basically, it reads game you three. That man. Yeah, it keeps doing it for you too, huh? Uh, but you basically gain three life, but it has the ability Storm, so that uh, Storm plays how it basically however many spells were cast that turn that goes into the storm count so i Mm -hmm. popped off like two bolts in a row on his end step doing six damage he pops that off and gains nine life (laughs) that's that's dumb and i went (laughs) yeah yeah sure whatever (coughs) so but yeah, Frontier's really fun. I'm really excited to see. Like, We're really excited for the ban and restriction tomorrow. The, that way we can start buying into it. Uh, my teammates back in, uh, back in Jonesboro have been doing a lot of... The shop's been doing like Pioneer Night where they're allowing proxies because a lot of mm-hmm. people haven't bought into it yet. But after tomorrow, like they're going to be like, yeah, you got to buy your cards now. So, Okay. Excited for it. So that's enough uh, magic talk on that one. I'm going to go into... Let's just go into I, it. So the Popeye's chicken sandwich is back. <laughs> it was a good way to wake up this morning. So if anybody has listened to this podcast before, they know that I fucking love this sandwich. And I just have to say, how motherfucking ballin' is Popeye's to release this bitch on a Sunday? <laughs> fuck Chick-fil-A. They are basically saying fuck Chick-fil-A. So today was great. I got an extra hour of sleep, and I woke up to the Chick-fil-A sandwich being brought back. So... You just you just need a joint and it would be the perfect morning. Dude, like it would be amazing. Like there's some 
I could probably get some from down the road. So, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know. how I, long they're going to be in stock. So, <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of the Popeyes chicken sandwich when it first came out. However, uh, me and a buddy of mine did cook up a homemade recipe that's been going around Twitter and TikTok. That is like the shit. Oh. Like whatever, whatever it is that you're putting in your mouth is like flaccid in comparison to the way you said that i thought style is. i thought you made the tiktok video no <laughs> that, i thought the way you said that i was like oh shit you're about to be famous but uh no no no, no. we we found it on there of course like, all that dude. shit's home i mean this recipe is not hard it's all about the seasoning and the buttermilk uh, marinade so mm-hmm. but. but a lot of people don't they just want that shit i was at there i was at there at 10 30 and then I was like, I, I was like ordering chicken strips for my wife. She's like, you want anything else? I was like, yeah, you guys still got that uh, chicken sandwich? And they were like, yeah. I was like, let me get four. <laughs> I don't know if my Popeyes, after the initial like launch time that they ran out, um, has ever not sold it. Like people went down there all the time to go buy it. Like everyone's talking about it. I was like, oh, it's gone. We can't get it no more. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to say something, but if I say something, they're going to run out you but don't, fu- don't, don't want to fuck it up for like everyone it. around you exactly but i don't, no. don't want to fuck it up for me just in case i get a hair in my ass to go get it yeah right but yeah go check that out if you haven't already it's a pretty good sandwich like it's it's four bucks for a sandwich like it's a little on the pricier side but it's a big sandwich mm-hmm. if you're a fat piece of shit like me though you're gonna eat a couple of them so but don't do that because it's not that great for you <laughs> I just got a message from Lord Kraken 3. He's just like, where are your lines for the panty and stocking plushie? Uh, oh, no. Episodes? I'm just like, I've been trying to block you out. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, that's it on the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I won't go too much into it. Just go. If you haven't tried it yet, go and at least give it a try. Just it's just like I say with video games that you're like, I don't know if I should play this or I heard this is bad. Just play it. Play it. Go go eat this sandwich. <coughs> uh, speaking of games I played this week, uh, I played a game called Xeno Crisis. How is that? That game is fucking fun, man. That is a so it's like a random like dungeon generated game, procedurally generated game. Yeah, but it's based off of Smash TV and also like the Aliens universe. So, okay, so you get to smash aliens in this game. Well, smash t- it's a two stick shooter is what it is. Oh. That's how I was you know what Smash TV is, don't you? <laughs> I know what Smash TV is, but Smash TV when I played it was you had the joystick and you had the button and you shoot in whatever direction that you're facing. Yeah, that's a strafe a little bit. That's what this is but, too. Okay. Yeah. Uh Twin but I, stick is like fucking the binding of Isaac or enter the gungeon. I'm not a fan of those. Oh, okay. I am a huge fan of those, so that's why I started liking this right away. I got to the first boss, and I'm like, the pixel work in this game is fucking beautiful. So Now, did you get the ROM, or did you get the Genesis cart? I have not gotten a physical copy yet. I just got the ROM right now. Uh, (coughs) But I do plan on... Well, there's a physical cartridge for Genesis. There's a physical Mm -hmm. cartridge for, like, Neo Geo something. And there's a physical, uh, yeah. If you go to their website, they have all. They the have physical. an AES. Hold on, let me look. Yeah, at this. let's. Uh, I've got it pulled up right now, actually, so we can look at it. 
Uh, Xenocrisis has uh, no the SNK Neo Geo is what it yeah. says. Yeah, the AES. Yeah, you can get one of those. Holy shit! Yeah, it is two hundred dollars. Yeah, and then you can also get a copy on the Dreamcast. So, but yeah, this game's super fucking fun. Uh, I'm probably gonna get the physical cartridge of the uh, the Mega Drive one because it just looks awesome, and it's made by Bitmap Bureau Games. And it's on the MVS as well. Yeah, that's what it says. I could play this on my arcade. Yeah, for two hundred. What is that? Two hundred sixty-nine pounds. So it's probably going to be a lot, a little bit more, around three hundred. No, it's two hundred. So it's it's going to be roughly about two hundred and thirty, two hundred and forty bucks. But still, the, holy shit! Yeah, the well, the MVS I'm looking at says two sixty-nine. This is from Bitmap Bureau. Yes. So this is straight from the... This is straight so from the, the horse's mouth. the one is the collector's edition. This is the ah, regular version. Okay, okay. I I might make bad decisions later. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, you should give the ROM a try too. I'm going to save that. That's really good. Uh, but yeah, this game's really good. It's super <laughs> fucking hard uh, because it defaults on hard mode. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. change that because I was like, I'm not a pussy, so I'm not changing it. But uh, I also just the controls I haven't got. I played it on my Retro Freak, and that's a little bit harder when you don't. Because it's also set up like you could use a six-button uh, Sega controller, and this would work great. Yeah, basically the the mini uh, Genesis one. Uh, but I'm going to mess with the controls a little bit more. I might be able to play it on PC and uh, actually have a two joysticks and all that stuff because that's just how I am. But the game's fun. The game's super fucking fun, and I I recommend checking it out. Xeno Crisis by Bitmap Bureau. And uh, I think we're actually going to be having a review on it soon on the website. And Chris... Uh, cool. Megavision's Chris and I will be doing something special with it with something new that we're going to do with streams soon. So, Oh, is it that thing I've been recommending for the last six months? No. We're, we're going to keep ignoring your Parsec idea. So, Oh, my fucking God. I hate you. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I also played... I'm going to leave that one for last. We played... Me and uh, Brett played Darkstalkers Resurrection on Christmas. I... On Christmas? I'm sorry. On Halloween? (laughs) I I was so upset that I wasn't able to join. We played for three and a half hours. We were waiting for other people to jump back in. I know. I really... I was just like, all my friends were playing Darkstalkers. And I have to sit out here, be a dad, and watch this stupid fucking dinosaur bitch about how we have to go to each other house all over again to go get some fucking candy after we already, like, loaded up two bucketfuls of fucking candy. I have more candy than I know what to do with. (laughs) And then I go back home, and I have to pass out ten bags of candy to all these fucking kids because my next door neighbor makes a goddamn haunted house oh, no. on his front yard. And, it, dude, there was a van that showed up. A van with, like, 40 fucking people that just piled the fuck out. Like, they were coming down the road, and then there was this family that was walking. We live on a cul-de-sac. There was this family that was walking, just passing by. And this van comes over. Get the fuck out the way! <laughs> Uh yeah, we got no trick or treaters. So 
We didn't get well, you one. you live in bumfuck nowhere. Yeah, but there's kids out here in bumfuck nowhere. So I think what a lot of people do out here is they go to that trunk or treat shit that's downtown. So mm-hmm. they don't worry about the, you know, going. They weren't uh, old school and hardcore like you and I were. So, <laughs> I mean, my neighborhood is like the neighborhood that everyone talks about. Like, yo, no, there was legit this old man giving out full-size candy bars i'm like holy fucking shit they exist (laughs) like i've only heard about that shit in legends there was there was a there was this one couple like two blocks down giving out fucking jello shots to all the parents it was great that's pretty fucking dope it's pretty fucking you see the fucking gif of our president and our first lady handing out candy bars to that fucking that kid that was dressed up as a Despicable Me minion. I heard that they had a build the wall exhibit at the fucking. They did. White House. No, they just put the candy on his head when the kid like obviously held out his bag, <gasps> and the candy just fell off his fucking head. And the <sighs> Trump was just like, and just like I was like, what the fuck is wrong with these people, man? But yeah, I can't escape it. Anyway, no matter what I do. Darkstalkers. Let's get back to the Darkstalkers. Yeah, Darkstalkers was fun as shit. Did you beat the shit out of did you beat the shit out of uh Brett? It kind of went back and forth. He so Brett likes to find the one character he likes, which is Dimitri mm-hmm. because it's I guess Dimitri is a legitimately good character in Darkstalkers. Well, also I think Dimitri one. there's like some like personification to a Tekken character in there too. So yeah, that's why he picked that. Uh, but no, it went back and forth for a while because I, I was trying to show the whole roster off and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was fun. We just kept playing. We we would have random people come into the room that would like they beat us. And I'm like, oh, shit, they're good. But then we would just stomp them and then they would leave. So mm-hmm. but then at the end, we did a little segment that I'm actually going to make into probably a 10 minute. Now, nah, it's, it's about a 15 minute video. But we did the. Uh, we did Dimitri's special where he like it's the grab where he grabs you and like it turns you into it's something bliss midnight bliss or something like that. <laughs> so we sure. wanted we wanted to see what it looked like on every character. We basically did like rate the special with just that one just to see what it would look like. And okay. uh, there's some fucking interesting ones in there. I'll tell you what. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I'm gonna edit that this week and have it put out on the Mega Visions channel. But uh, nice. that was fun. But yeah, we had a uh, it was a good night. Uh, we had a couple people put, drop in, but it was just basically me and him the entire time. So yeah, I'm. It is what I'm it is. So distraught. Oh, I'm did you sorry. see fucking Sketchcraft? What he was giving out on Halloween? No, he went. Uh, he just bought boxes of Pocky and took the bags out of the box. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, every kid just got a bag of Pocky. I was like, dude, I want to come to your fucking house. Like, co- I, don't know. I have a chief wan officer that says that over in Fredericksburg they give out like Halloween beer to Ooh. all the dads, and so like there'll be like some parents that take a one of those red red wagon yeah uh, shits. It's like, no, nah, that's not for the candy or the kids. It's for my fucking beer that I get from each fucking house. <laughs> you just build your own so six like, pack. <laughs> yep. Build your own 24 pack. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Darkstalkers was fun. Uh, on Tuesday, I did a daytime stream of Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD. That oh, you... how'd that fucking go? So that game is actually really fun. I really like the music. 
but the difficulty curve after World 4 fucking skyrockets. <laughs> I remember playing that game on the Wii. So I like didn't have a a lot of fun with it. Well, that's because I had the that motion controls too. Yeah. So you're you're there trying to fucking juggle a goddamn like mini dick yeah. in your hand while <laughs> That's not the, the that's not the case with this one. This one you get to use a controller and control it. But <coughs> I got to I think it was like I guess the it's like the ocean world, but it was like pirate themed and all that stuff. Sure. And it was at night and I was just like, This is fucking horse shit. World six was like some like I forgot what it was called. It was like Crystal Caverns or something like that. It was a little bit of bullshit. And then fucking Lava World, I just lost my shit on. Because each world has eight levels. Mm-hmm. And to get the... So if you beat it, you get a medal. But if you beat it without getting a game over, you get the champion medal. At this point, okay. I didn't know what unlocked Sonic in the game. So I'm assuming it was that. But H2O came into the chat and it said it wasn't that. It was just beating the game. Unlock Sonic. So, uh, But yeah... I got about seven game overs on the first level of World 8. Uh, I beat it. And then World 2, or Level 2, I said, fuck this shit. I went on break and came back and started playing Bayonetta because it was Bayonetta's 10-year anniversary of its Japanese release. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I walked in on that. Yeah, and uh, I felt bad because I'm pretty sure I nodded off at one point during that stream. So... (laughs) But Bayonetta's fun. I've never played it all the way through. Uh, I've only played like a few hours of it every time I've tried to sit down and play it, and then I just stop playing it. But I'm going to go mm-hmm. back and pick that up. Uh, but Bayonetta's great. <coughs> but yeah, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Blitz HD. We did a review. I think uh, uh, one of the staff members of the Megavision crew did a review on it on our uh, on our website. But that game's 40 bucks. If you're If you like Super Monkey Ball... You pay forty bucks, but I, I personally got a review copy, so I didn't pay the forty bucks. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would have paid forty bucks for this game. <laughs> yeah, thirty like, maybe. When it, came, when it came out on the Wii, it was like thirty bucks. Like it wasn't an expensive game. I don't know, man. I don't know. But yeah, and then the last thing I want to go over is I watched two movies this week. Okay. You watched a movie as well. I don't know if you want to talk about it on this podcast. but <sighs> yeah, I I'll, I'll hit it at the end. I didn't watch this movie, that movie that you're talking about. I watched on our... Uh, so Tuesday, the day that I streamed Super Monkey Ball, it was mine and my wife's anniversary day. Yep. And I was like, hey, do you want to go out? We can go out to dinner, and then we can go watch you know, It Chapter 2 because we haven't seen it yet. And she goes, no, I don't want to do that. She goes, let's come home. And I had bought a special edition of... <coughs> I had bought a special edition of The Exorcist on Blu-ray. Okay. And I finally sat down and watched it. That movie, Classic. That movie, I'd never seen it before. Because mm-hmm. I was not, I've said it on the podcast before, when the podcast you weren't on, I was not allowed to listen or to watch those movies. Because my mother saw The Exorcist when she was six years old in a dark basement, and it scarred her for life. And uh, that movie is fucking phenomenal. That movie is so good. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're going into this movie thinking you're going to be like terrified or scared, that's not what this movie's going to do. It's it's from 1973, so it's not going to have like the shit you're going to see now. 
Oh, that's younger than I thought it was. I thought it was the 60s. No, it was right in the early 70s. But so, after watching that movie, I'm like, holy shit, I can understand why people say this was so controversial. Because a lot of the shit mm-hmm. that was going on in that movie in 1973, like the whole like the sow is mine, fuck me, fuck me, shit, all that stuff. There were parts of that movie. The part that because I had watched uh, Red Letter Media's review of it. And I was like, so I kind of understood a lot of the parts that were coming up. But that one part mm-hmm. where she's just like starting to like start acting weird <coughs> and mm-hmm. uh, her mom, they're having that big party downstairs. She comes down and says something like, you're going to die up there and then just pisses herself. And I was like, holy shit, that is fucked up. <laughs> and it just goes more and more. I love there's a character in there called uh, his name is Father Karis. I I loved his character so much like that, that character. I'm just like, yeah, I feel you, brother. There's a part where he just is sitting on the couch and he just looks like he's just like, God damn this world. <laughs> like we've all been there. That's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, every, like you can relate to like Father Karras's character so much. That movie's so good. Uh, that is I I'm going to go back and watch it again because I watched the original theatrical version. And then there was a uh, another version that came out a few uh, years later, and uh, it has the stupid. I think there's a part where, <laughs> I guess, so in the movie it's never said what the demon or demons names are that are, have possessed Reagan, but everyone knows from the second movie, uh, Exorcist Two, the Heretic, which was laughed out of theaters, uh, the demon's name was Pazuzu, and uh, so what they did was, God damn it. What they did was uh, they started spli- – so in the trailer of the movie The Exorcist, there's – it's really jarring because it's like a black and white flashes of Reagan's possessed face and also this face of someone – of a character you only see for half a second in the movie, and that's presumably Prazuzu. So what they did was at parts during the movie where it was quiet, they would just kind of like put his – like shadow his face in and it shadows back out and i was just like why the fuck did they do that it makes it look so bad but the reason i want to watch that is there's a dialogue between father karis and father Mir- miriam miriam i think which is played by max von Sydow, that they're they're having a long conversation on the stairs that was originally cut out and it was put in into that version so i want to watch that part too it's basically them having a conversation i'm like how can god do let this happen to someone so innocent and the other one's like, hey, you know, if we have despair and if despair wins or if, if bad things happen, and if the devil wins, we're going to feel fucking despair. That's just how it is. So it's a really good back and forth that got cut that shouldn't have originally got cut. So, OK, that movie was fucking phenomenal. Uh, but we also watched uh, you can go ahead. Did you, did you have something you want to say? No, I was just going to say I'm, I'm surprised that they went with a demon like Pazuzu because Pazuzu is a Mesopotamian uh, demon. Well, that's like, the thing. It's supposed to be like the equivalent of. Lucifer. Well, that's the thing, too. So in the beginning, it sets up with Father Miriam. He's like a world traveler, and he's in Egypt, and he's at he does, goes to like archaeolog- archaeological dig sites, and mm-hmm. he finds this statue of a demon, and it's kind of foreshadowing that they're going to face off later in the movie. And I okay. And then also at one point, Reagan says that I'm the devil. Can you p- kindly undo these straps? So maybe that makes a little bit more sense from where you're coming from okay, there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. because I think Father Karras says at one point, because Father Karras he's a he's a 
you know, he's a priest, but he's also a psych uh, a psychiatrist. So he because he works at a local college and all that stuff. And he's talking mm-hmm. to somebody or he's talking to the mother and she goes, he goes, Ma- ma'am, your your daughter is saying that she is the devil. And any psychiatrist knows that that's the equivalent of someone saying they're Napoleon Bonaparte. So yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. They're fucking out of their mind. Well, that's the whole thing is he's trying to deduce that she's just insane and out of her mind. But then she, the demon starts saying things that only he knows about, like how mm-hmm. his mother died and all this other stuff. And he was just like, what the fuck? And then he goes through. The, he shows the whole long process of you don't just get to do an exorcism like you have to go through and ask permission and it has to get approved and all this other shit. So, yeah, uh, very, very good movie. Uh, it was a two. It's a two hour, two and a half or two hour and 15 minute movie. Didn't feel like that at all. Like it just kept me going. Like it was very, very good. And then on Friday night, we watched because I'm trying to do a thing this month is it's going to be like action slash sci fi movies. And this okay. we watched The Last Starfighter. And Scotty and Chris, Megavision's Chris, talk very highly of this movie. And I watched it. I had never seen it before. It's okay. It's not bad. Uh, a lot of the stuff doesn't age well. Just because, it, I mean, it's... Have you ever seen the original Tron? Yes. That it's It ages as well as that does. So Okay, so it's a lot of like... RCA equipment made to look super sci-fi. It's and then just the shots okay. of space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I love the premise. Like the premise is this kid that's he <coughs> he lives in a trailer park with his mom. It's and it's like a whole tight knit community, and he just wants to get out. He wants to get out of the trailer park. And his one shot was getting a, a scholar a loan from the bank so he can go to college, and he doesn't get the loan. So he just starts playing The Last Starfighter, which is this, you know, arcade cabinet that's at the local fucking, like, it's the convenience store. He plays it, he gets the high score, and then, surprise, that was a test. Like, somebody comes down and is like, hey, I was actually recruiting you to be a starfighter to fight all this other shit. Then, I mean, it goes to the point where the whole story is the, the uh, the starfighter base gets blown up and all the starfighters die except him because he wasn't there so he becomes the last starfighter mm-hmm. and uh, it's not bad uh i'm surprised this movie has not been remade because hollywood fucking remakes everything and this movie seems like it would be perfect to be remade but i think there's a lot of legal the people that own the rights to this movie are like asking for an astr- astronomical amount like to be able to do a movie and all that stuff so I don't know. We're probably going to do a sideshow podcast about it because I need to watch it again. Apparently, it's the next one. Uh, yeah. I don't think they're going to like me that much, though. I'm not. Again, the thing is, I think they saw it when they were younger, so they have nostalgia with it. I don't have nostalgia with this movie. Mm-hmm. So I have to be the realist, and I sound like an asshole, but I'm just being a realist. <laughs> right. Most of the time, realists sound like assholes because they're trying to be down to earth and all that shit, so. But yeah, that's that's basically my week after forty five minutes of talking. So <laughs> you you packed up the time because I definitely did not do. I I was very regimented with yeah. my stuff. Yeah, it was your first week back from being gone too, wasn't it? Well, second week. Second week. Yeah. Last week doesn't count. Plus, I've been sick like this entire week, so I'm just like, whatever. Right. 
I haven't been able. I've been wanting to play fucking Indivisible. Oh yeah, for the last week, and there's always something that pops up and like takes up my time. So that's just something that's been bothering me. Plus, um, I got roped into. So this is the reason why I ended up reviewing and jumping on the sideshow for Maximum Surge or Game Over, depending on what region you're a part of. <laughs> Fucking. They're talking about Scotty and Chris are talking about, you know, their next sideshow and who's going to be on. I'm just like, whatever. I'm just going to let them talk. And they're just like, I can't find a copy of Maximum Surge because Chris owns a copy of this god awful movie. Mm -hmm. Right. Like he just has it somewhere. But he's just like, I can't find the disc. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I could find it on a streaming service. Nobody has it. Nobody. Now. You can get it, I believe, off of Amazon and maybe YouTube for $3. But I'm not going to pay $3 for this fucking movie <laughs> if Chris Powell, of all people, says it's a bad movie. Because, like, I love Chris. I think that he has good taste in games. But when it comes to movies, I think that he either, like, enjoys really bad movies or he likes fucking with people. <laughs> but yeah, you don't, bro. But you don't. It's you a can't good movie, figure it but out. You don't know. You don't know. So I find it on some fucking like cringy, super suspect Russian website, and I'm like, let me put my VPN on for this. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me let me like put double protection on this shit. Put two condoms and on. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I can get you guys this movie, but I need to record it through OBS, which <laughs> requires me to watch the movie. I stepped out the first time. I let the movie go for like a half hour, and then uh, Google Google Hangouts popped up and covered up the entire movie, so I had to restart oh, no. the fucking film. Oh, it was awful. That movie is so fucking bad. It is so fucking bad. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've, I've ever seen a movie as bad as Maximum Surge. This is the premise of the movie, okay? Um, in 1996, there was a series of FMV video games that was supposed to be created for the Sega CD, the PC, the 3DO, like, anything that came out before the PlayStation came out, okay? Okay. And it was starring... Um, I don't remember her name, but she was like one of the main stars from Baywatch. She's just this big tittied white woman. She okay? blonde? Pamela Anderson? I don't know if she's blonde. I think she's brunette. Oh, I don't know then. Um, but, you know, whatever. She's hot. Um, but for whatever reason, the game was called Maximum Surge, and it was being made by, you know, some developer. For some reason, you know, they were done with the game, but it never hit store shelves. Okay. Well, in 2001, 2002, some Canadian company bought the rights to these three or four games, these three or four FMV games, and they were just like, let's make a fucking movie out of it. So they make the cheesiest fucking premise where some fucking lone wolf hotshot hacker has been uh, harassing the net police of the United States of America. Like the opening sequence, you just see him like clickety clackety away at his at his computer. They don't show him touching a keyboard and it doesn't even look like he's tapping anything, but he'll just like look at the camera, be like this, 
Oh, and then you'll God. hear. It so, sounds like hackers, but hackers was already bad, and this sounds even worse than hackers. <laughs> yeah, so it's just some hacking bitch, right? And he's like hacking into like Virginia's mainframe, shutting down all of their vehicles. So he's like a domestic terrorist, really. Basically, yeah. <laughs> but he, so he fucking does all that shit. But he's also like a video game developer. And it's of 2000, course. He's 2003. It's 2003, right? 2003, we had the PlayStation 2, where they were showing like what games that they were making. This was like 1990s, <laughs> like like mid to late 1990 quality of video game. But they're just like, oh, S- Steve Walker or whatever the fuck is it? He's the greatest video game developer in the he world. Made he jump made jumping Jack Flash. <laughs> he, that, oh my god, let me beat my dick to this shit, and I'm just like, oh fuck and like he's got this this small harem of women it's really just two chicks that's a small harem but that's i would say that's a small harem i would just say three's a company <laughs> three's a crowd that's what there it you is. go three um, well three's company was a show so. three's company was a show but anyway like he's just like so into making this video game and making it super hyper realistic and i think what they were trying to do is saying like the reason why his games are so realistic is because um, they're using the FMV format, so it's actual people, not like you know oh, the video yeah. game sprites and shit like that. But then they start talking about how he made this uh, this quote unquote environment habitat bullshit, which is being used in wars in different parts of the world, and he because of that he's like contributed to the deaths of twenty six thousand people and it's been carrying it's been like a burden on his shoulder ever since then it's it's that sounds terrible oh it's a bad movie this sounds worse than house of the dead it is worse than house of the dead like house of the dead at ye at least uwe bowl had a vision of what he wanted to do i don't think this movie knew what it wanted to do Okay, and if you want to hear it the was, full thing, listen to the Mega Vision yeah, Sideshow. Because <laughs> I, we all kind of tear into it. I have a conspiracy theory about it. I think it's an anti-video game propaganda machine. Oh, it sounds like it. Yeah, but uh, when does no, this movie come go out? Go check out. It's so it's coming out this Wednesday. No, no, no. When did the movie come out? Oh, two thousand three. Yeah, that sounds about right. They were trying to do video game propaganda. They're still trying to do video game propaganda. It's it's no different. Yeah. But anyway, listen to the Megavision Sideshow. Um, it's coming out this Wednesday for patrons. Um, I think that they're doing something to allow it to come out a week later on YouTube. Go check it out. Don't watch this movie. It need the. <laughs> it's maximum cancer, all right? It's just a terrible fucking movie. It's bad from what I've I'm not like, I'm not they, I have it on my desktop, but I'm not watching it. They show this movie to Guantanamo Bay inmates. They do not. As torture. <laughs> they do I swear not. to God they do. Yes, they do. What was it? My favorite part was the thing at the end when you were done recording, you were like, Oh thank God. And you caught like it caught it in it. <laughs> <laughs> like I guess your mic was on. <laughs> That, I didn't know that my mic was on. That's what you should do like is once, you should stomach it and watch it again and do an do a common a single commentary track. <laughs> oh yeah 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 I should do that. It's like uh, uh what's that Riff TV show called? The the Mystery Theater three thousand Mystery or... Science Theater. Scotty's gonna there kill you. you. Go. 
I don't give a fuck. I don't watch TV. Oh, man. That, like, I don't know how Chris does it, but he just ropes me in to watch all these terrible fucking movies. And they're just like, oh, I need a palate cleanser. I need a palate cleanser. Every single time I come on here, it's a bad movie. Yeah, I would. I wonder if we're talking about the last star. I'm not going to say last starfighter was a bad movie, but it was. It's definitely one of the better things I've watched out of everything that I've watched okay. for the fucking podcast. So, but yeah. All right, we've been putting it off too long. Let's get into the news. News. I'm gonna let news, you take news, the first news. one because I want to go over the second one. Sure. Oh, I I love the fucking second one. Anyway, um, <laughs> it is official. Uh, another head of the Anthem Hydra has been cut off. Chad Robinson is leaving Anthem for good as he departs from Bioware after 14 years. In his Twitter post, this week is my last week with Bioware. I have been with this company for 14 years, and I am grateful for everything that I've been a part of here. Star Wars, The Old Republic, Anthem, The Austin Studio, and Bioware are in good hands. You can expect great things ahead. I join as a fan now, and I look forward to playing Bioware games for years to come. I'm very excited for the next step of my journey in the game industry, and I look forward to sharing that soon. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but just a few months ago, didn't he say that in a Twitter post he they were also going to weather the storm and keep moving forward with anthem and all that stuff so in may he said we remain 100 percent committed to anthem and are looking forward to showing players new content that we're working on but i believe not long after casey hudson came out with like that major october post that we talked yeah, talked about yeah. Like, Casey Hudson came out and said something in September. I'm pretty sure Chad Robinson, or at least somebody else, said something in October where we're just like, hey, this roadmap, yeah, we're throwing that shit out. We don't know what we're doing next. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad when you just fucking toss your roadmap. Yeah, they, they just threw everything out the window. But, I mean, it's Chad Robinson quit, Ben Irving quit, Casey Hudson quit, but then came back. I'm pretty sure there was, like, another, like, head developer or story writer that, like, up and left when they saw, like, oh, this shit's a fucking sinking ship. Fuck this noise. And then left. It's real bad, man. So it's it's unfortunate. They did – I think they announced something. Um, yeah, I have it. Uh, on Yeah, so here it looks like – well, yeah, it's called Lighter. It's a story of a man alone in the dark with nothing but a flicker of hope. I guess this is some kind of like lore anthem story or something like that. It's it's someone's fan fiction. Hopefully they make something of it because there is just nothing else left. And I'm I'm loving I'm loving the memes that are coming. It was like some people are just like, nah, fuck this. Like there's this one gif of Donald Duck just going back to fuck to sleep. Yeah, I feel like that a lot. <laughs> yep. I feel like that a lot on this podcast sometimes. <laughs> like some of the shit we talk about, I'm just like, yep, same week, <coughs> new week, same shit. So <laughs> pretty much like, oh, is Anthem still burning? Yep. Yep. Is Fallout 76 still burning? Oh, yep. the cyanide and happiness one. She yells out, I don't care. And he just flies away <laughs> yes. with an umbrella. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that's really, that's really the only update that we have for Anthem. Um, I give it another month. I I'm just amazed that this thing's still going. Here here's the thing that I think that Anthem needs. I think that Anthem needs a complete 
like makeover renovation, not necessarily of like a... content, but like get every single developer that worked on it out of there. Start fresh with Fucking... a small team. Take a new team that, you know, knows the fucking frostbite engine but it's just like yeah whatever this shit was just throw it out the fucking window we're making our own shit yeah but it's not even anthem anymore (laughs) yeah because sometimes that works out you know it worked out for the elder scrolls online because when that shit came out on launch it was awful it was terrible Worked out for final fantasy 14 exactly that was the next one that i was going to go into and i mean there's probably a handful of other games where it's like when their original release came out it was shit and then like you know, maybe they took a break for a year or yeah. two, and then they read. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen was fucking unplayable, and then the new A Realm Reborn came out, and I mean, now I would even say it's a bigger than World of Warcraft now. I think a lot of people have like confirmed that shit. Yeah. Although with Blizzard's new announcements, which we didn't talk about that, but I guess we can talk about that next. Yeah, we're going in. Um, that's the next stuff we're going to talk about. So. But yeah, Anthem's still burning. Next, your iron your Iron Man video game is just it's not gonna happen, people. I'm sorry. Look, I, like I said, I will buy it when it hits ten dollars. We'll have so much. I will buy it and play. We'll it. do it. We'll do a Thursday night throwdown. With, I don't know how we're gonna do no, it. No, everyone, everyone buys a copy of Anthem when it hits ten dollars. Yeah, and then we'll be the only people playing it. We'll be the only people streaming it. So we're gonna get tons of people watching. They're gonna no. <laughs> you said no. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, this next story, man, I am. Uh, I know you're not so much having really hard feelings with it, but I am having. Nope. <laughs> I'm having. I have a weird. I have a different relationship with it, though. So uh, we're going to. So Blizzard CEO, if you don't know, this weekend was BlizzCon and we had a lot of big fucking announcements and uh, some good, some not so good. One of the ones we're going to talk about is the not-so-good. Blizzard CEO apologizes for Hearthstone Hong Kong controversy. BlizzCon opening ceremony presentation uh, has just kicked off, which this was reported on uh, November 1st, which was Friday. And basically, J. Allen Brack, which I like to call him Jab, uh, basically got up on stage before all the, like, right at the opening ceremony and did their, I'm going to say this in very hard quotation marks, apology. Uh, basically saying that they acted too swiftly to what happened. Uh, they failed on their part, and they're going to try and do better in the future, and they're going to uphold you know, the things that they make them a company and all that stuff, all along the time, never mentioning Blitz Chung's name, who Blitz Chung is the Hearthstone uh, player that stood up and said, you know, free Hong Kong, and... Never said anything about Hong Kong. Never addressed anything. It was very, very broad and no, nothing behind it. Did you hear his excuse on why they decided to keep the ban on Blitzchung? I think I read about it, but refresh my memory on it. So from what he's saying is that oh, yeah, yes, yeah, we, yeah, I do we have these core values of like you're able to express and say whatever you want. And here at Blizzard, we're very open and uh, we allow players even like our we, we allow our, you know, developers and players to say whatever they want on their own social media. And the problem was, is that he voiced his opinions, his political opinions, not on his social media, but at a sanctioned event. 
And that's what they're saying. That That's where he crossed the line. Yeah. Okay, so do you buy that? No. <laughs> Not at all. I don't. I don't do that because yeah, because, it, because it, the bullshit. same thing happened lie. with the LGBTQ community and they didn't do anything well, about it. So I wasn't going to go into that, but like not even th- like two or three days after Blitzchung, you know, pulled his stunt. There was a marketing director for Overwatch that he turned around on his Twitter and was just like, you know, I really don't want to get into politics all that much. But what they're doing to fucking Blitzchung is bullshit, and we should be supporting Hong Kong during this turbulent time. And it was confirmed that Blizzard was the one that told him that they need to take that he needs to take that tweet down. I did see that he was it's not there anymore. He was the manager for the Houston Overwatch team. Maybe I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know how much that is. I remember seeing that. It was, yeah, they had said something. It was, but you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? I do know what you're talking about. Uh, the whole thing was they announced that he, well, they didn't announce, but they said that he shouldn't be using that platform. <coughs> he should be using that platform to talk about the game and focus on the game. And that's why the sport, the sports uh, casters were, are still banned because they're supposed to talk about the game. But mm-hmm. I don't believe it, man. I don't believe any of it. I'm sorry. And this hurts me a lot because, especially with BlizzCon, because we got let's 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 run through the list real quick. Let's start with the ones I don't really care about. Overwatch Two got announced. Uh, World of War, World of Warcraft Shadowlands got announced, which I'm just like that actually looks pretty cool. It looks cool, but I'm also like this is a Shadowbringers ripoff. So <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we got a new Hearthstone mode, which is called Battlegrounds, which. That's the one game I don't care about because that's this whole controversy and all that shit. Uh, and then the one thing that I'm very torn about is Diablo 4 because you watch the trailers and the videos, right? So, I, I yes, I thought we were talking about Overwatch for a second. Yes, Diablo 4 looks phenomenal. If there was any game that I would want to play from Blizzard, it's going to be that. Because... Diablo 4 goes back. I think the combat style and stuff is still very much like Diablo 3. They're actually taking the gems out and bringing back the Diablo 2 rune system where you have the okay. slottable runes instead of gems that you just create and you have a very So I've never played Diablo 2. So Diablo 2 didn't have gems where it was a very like <coughs> cookie cutter this is the best build for this season. Mm-hmm. It was all about making your layers and chains with your runes that you had. Like, okay. runes will be like, oh, for three seconds, if you don't move, you get this kind of buff. And then you could change that with some, chain it with something else to be like, oh, when you get this certain kind of buff, you get this kind of buff and all this other stuff. So, that's how. I heard a rumor that Diablo 4 is going to be open world. Yes. It's going to be where, like, people can just come in, play with you. There's PvP areas. There's, uh,. There's a night and day system. There's weather systems in it. Uh, there's respawnable like ads and uh, bosses and rare spawns and all that shit that will come back. A lot like an MMO, but it looks super dark and gritty like Diablo 2 was. Yeah, it looks phenomenal. We got to look at the so they have announced three characters for sure. We have the mage, we have the barbarian, and my personal favorite that I'm excited to, for it to come back is the druid. Because we haven't had the Druid since the expansion of Diablo 2. 
Okay. It all looks really good. Uh, and I do it. I'm, I am supporting, I'm supporting Diablo four strictly because my, one of my best friends in the world, he worked on it and he put a, poured a lot of heart and soul into it and it looks good and I really like it, but you have some personal stock. I've got personal stock in it. So anyone that's listening to this podcast, like you, I don't care. You can make, you'd be like, Oh, he's a sellout. All I don't, you, I give me your hate because I can take it. I'm fine with it. Uh, but if I didn't have the personal connection with it, I wouldn't be playing any of these games. I got I feel I like got that. teased. I got not teased. I got enticed real hard when all the announcement came out Friday. Like to the point where almost all this shit went out of my head for a second and I was like, "Oh shit, we finally got Blizzard games." But then it all came back be like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> I think that the biggest thing out of this was probably the best protest chant. Oh, this is pretty that I good. Have ever heard. <laughs> this is pretty freaking good. You have good. this large group of people that are wearing like these these hospital masks and these Winnie the Pooh hats and they're all chanting you made me get off my couch. Yeah. You made me get off my couch. And that's Oh my god, it's so fucking good. I do like this one sign it says stay a while in protest. So instead of stay a while and listen. Uh, and there's a few other ones like Blitz Chung did nothing wrong. Free Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. But you made me get you off. You made my me couch. get off my couch was pretty freaking good. So, I love it. Uh, yeah. And like even jab and like addressed all this, like he, this stuff in the opening statement, he's like, I've, I've seen how a lot of people feel just out right outside of our doors and all that other stuff. So it's been acknowledged. Yep. Holy shit. This one guy was dressed up as Winnie the Pooh and had the, what is it? The Chinese, what is he? A dictator? What is he? Like president? He, he's a general secretary. That's what they're equivalent. He's is. got a mask of that on and he's just handing out $100 bills, which I'm presuming are fake, but uh yeah yeah but like the the caption is just like i'm buying favors i'm buying silence yeah Uh, man that's the thing man it's gonna be real tough i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm 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 not gonna lie on this podcast because that i owe all the listeners the truth on this i will be buying a collector's edition of diablo 4 that's just how that's what i'm gonna be doing it sucks because i'm also giving my money to a company that i don't agree with it but i want to play the game that my friend worked on so there we go on that one also, I've been seeing a lot of people on Reddit posts do not get the game illegally and thinking that's going to help your protest against the Blizzard because you have to yeah. play on a server. You have to you have to support the game. So in my situation, I'm in a very weird predicament. A lot of people will say like, well, I understand that, but you need to say fuck your friend and he's working for a company that is garbage uh i understand that but he also just can't up and quit so because he has you know bills he has shit to do i understand that mm-hmm. uh but don't go that route that route's stupid don't think pirating a game is going to be any less help your case yeah, you, they could hand out free copies of diablo and, and they would still make money off of it so I, I ask every listener to make your own decision about it. Research about this and make your own decision about it. Don't just go off of our words. So I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I don't I don't hold developers necessarily responsible for the decisions that 
you know, the brass d- makes. Right. I don't hold Marines responsible for shit that stupid fucking lieutenant colonels that don't give a shit about anything or anyone, what anyone thinks other than their own fucking career. Right. Um. So I get it. In my case, because I don't, I don't have any stock in this. I'm just like, yeah, fuck them. They're taking their American values and they're throwing it out the window for Chinese money. Yep. Easy Chinese money. Yep. They're buying their silence. Yep. So, so but we can both agree that that's our opinions on that. So let's go back and actually just talk about the game for a second. Because <laughs> let's throw that. Okay. Let's just look at it like nothing matters and no, nothing else is happening in the world. Let's just look at the trailer cinematic, the gameplay cinematic. That trailer cinematic the one with the the what is it the will the three must be willing and the return of fucking or i i guess return or the entrance of lilith did you watch that i did um i was not that impressed with it to be honest really so i we can, we can both agree though that blizzard usually excels at their cinematics for their video games absolutely yeah absolutely i i feel like I don't know. Keep in mind, I know the lore of two, mm-hmm. and I've played three two or three times. Lilith means nothing to me. Okay. I have no connection to Lilith. So when they're going through this dungeon and, you know, the, the three must be willing, the, the two bandits, you know, coming in here for treasure and riches while the, the one remaining is looking for knowledge. They're willing, um, so. they Yeah, they are technically willing. Um, but I was expecting Asmodeus or Asmodem. I don't, I don't know how they pronounce it in Diablo 3, but I was expecting, like, another major demon to show up well i think the thing is she's supposed to be like all the other ones are i guess dead because the nephilim have killed all of them but right the daughter of the terror or what is it the daughter of hatred and just her entrance Mm -hmm. is pretty good like she comes through a fucking blood gate that turns into her fucking blood cape which is looks pretty good cinematically it looks pretty good it does look good cinematically. Again, we don't know. Like, it doesn't really tell us much. The gameplay trailer, I don't know if you watched that one. That tells us a little bit more. I did not watch that. That's why I heard rumors about it. I heard that there was online implementation. Yeah, it's going to be I only online. There's not going to be world. There's not going to be any offline, I don't think. That's annoying. We live in a day and age where everyone's online, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I I prefer to play, like, Dark Souls, for example. I don't want anybody invading me. Let me play my fucking game. Yeah, that's true. Offline. But and I think Diablo is a different It's not beast, so much though. that I'm... I am upset that I do not have the choice. It's not so much that I don't want to play online. It's the fact that at any moment, I cannot turn around and go offline. You know what I mean? I understand where you're coming from. That doesn't really bother me that much. When it comes to Diablo, it doesn't bother me that much. It might bother me when it comes to other games. But Diablo is always about, like, I always want to play with my friends, so let's get online and play all this. That's that's what Diablo's always been for me. So that's what I like. 
But that gameplay, okay. the gameplay, you need to watch that gameplay trailer because that gameplay trailer also implements, I guess there's going to be like, you know how everything's kind of like on one plane where you like go upstairs, you fight something like that. But there's never been like multiple planes that characters could be on. Now it's like, oh, I'm going to take this higher ground. You can take the lower ground and we're going to fight like that and shit like that. Okay, so now that you're allowed to split up the party, so to say. Yeah, they're not all on like one plane of existence. Like you can go into right. upstairs. Like I'm gonna take go up this flight. I'm gonna find fighting up here. You take down here. So everyone's in the same dungeon, but you can hit at different areas of that same dungeon. Yeah, you don't have to always like be together on the same floor. Yeah. Well, that was also in Diablo. Well, what I'm trying to say, in Diablo 3, you could go all throughout the worlds and be by yourself, but still be in the same hub, I guess you could say, with your other friends. But this one, like I'm saying, there's just different levels of terrain that you can traverse. Okay. Uh, but from what I've been seeing, like I said, we, I think I did overhear one of the live streams that there's going to be five playable, playable characters at launch. So I think we're going to have two more. Just like the original. Yeah. We're going to have to have some kind of ranged. So I guess that's the mage. But we're going to need like a, instead of a magical ranged, we're going to have to have like a bow and arrow user. The ranger. Yeah, the ranger. Like uh, what was it before? Uh, I guess the, the Amazon wasn't really ranged. But we had Demon Hunter in three. Uh, we had the Wizard in three as well. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I would like to see new things. Maybe the pal. I, I really like the Crusader in three. So, but the Paladin was a big favorite from two. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited to see the rest of it. And uh, the game, the gameplay itself just looks great. Like I was watching a guy, a lot of streamers, they were playing as the Barbarian and it just feels super good to play as him. Because when you, when you crunch things, you, it's crunchy. Like you can feel it. Like it feels good. Uh Okay. But yeah, the druid looks really cool. The druid was like going into bear mode to like knock enemies back. And then it was going into werewolf mode to do damage. And then it also has like just like it can use like heavy weapons and like all that shit. It looks really, really cool. So I'm excited about it. Nice. Other games, I'm just like, eh, World of Warcraft, eh. Things have to change for me to play those games. So. All right, that's all I got on Blizzard stuff. I'm done boohooing on my story, so. Cool. Moving on. Um, there has been an update to the story from when I originally put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily believe the update that's been released. No, I, after reading this, we'll I'm like, see. that's bullshit. <laughs> no, so the the new update that they have is Amazon blames quote-unquote error for blocking Nintendo resellers from listing products. The original story is that Amazon and Nintendo had reached a deal to limit the secondhand market for Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, pretty much any of their Nintendo products on Amazon. From third-party sellers. From third-party sellers. What this was apparently is that Nintendo and Amazon had a very secret coming-to-Jesus moment where they agreed that only specific third-party developers or third-party sellers, storefronts, whatever, um, would be approved for selling Nintendo products. Their excuse, which is technically a valid one, Mm -hmm. but I don't buy it completely, 
is that the Pokemon games. The Pokemon yeah. games are notorious for being pirated and people make like these these ROM, these EEPROM chips yep. and you know they they put it into their homemade Whatever you know, the fuck. 3D printed cartridges. Yeah. Whatever they fucking want to. Which, by the way, <coughs> I got to look into getting a 3D printer because those things are really fucking sweet. Anyway. <laughs> They're really fucking expensive. They are. <laughs> um, And the thing is that Pokemon games, any Pokemon game on average is between 40 and $50. Yeah, even the older you know, ones. The, the, the older ones go for $30, $40. The gold and silver goes for $50, $60. Yeah. Ruby and Sapphire goes for forty to fifty dollars. Emerald, I've seen Emerald go for seventy. I will like, say, like just I will say stupid amounts of money that I just I, I found an SP at my cousin's uh, or my wife's cousin's house, and I took it and I was charging it and I I wanted to make sure it worked, so I put in Pokemon Silver and just that mm-hmm. that title screen. Like I had a moment where my wife was like, "Are you okay?" Because I zoned out for a second and it just took me back. To like the nostalgia, yeah. like just looking at, it, I was like, because mm-hmm. that's my favorite Pokemon game is Silver and Gold. Like that's my that's mine, and I was just like, oh my god, like I kind of got teary for a second. I was just like, life sucks right now, but it doesn't really suck. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so Nintendo made a deal with Amazon, pretty much effectively blocking any non-approved third-party co- uh, company or storefront. <laughs> that covered everything. And the the problem that I had with it is, yes, Amazon is not the most optimal place to go purchase your retro no. games because they are on the pricey side. It's like going to GameStop. eBay, yeah. eBay is a little bit more, you know, consumer friendly. You can scour. It is a little bit of the Wild West because you may get a fake fucking game. It happens. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. But on Amazon, I mean... If you're looking for something that's new, Minty, if you want like a solid copy of Snatcher, which I am in the market to go do, you can fucking get that. Yeah. I could probably find Illbleed. I think what the I think what the issue is is that Nintendo realizes we're not putting we're not implementing our virtual console and games that we have re-released for like the 3DS or the, Wii U. the, the Switch or the, the Wii U. Or going back to the fucking Wii, we're not seeing the money that other people are getting. So, for example, uh, Kirby, uh, Kirby, Kirby's Adventure or Kirby's Land. I don't remember it. The third one for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, Kirby. They yeah, sold third. that for. Yeah, Kir- they sold that for roughly about eight or nine dollars on the Wii Virtual Console. Mm-hmm. On the Wii U, if it did come out, it was ten dollars. That is a ninety dollar game. Yeah, because it's like pretty rare it's super expensive earthbound earthbound they re- they put out on the wii u earthbound again a ten dollar game that is a hundred and eighty dollars for a hard copy that amazes me because those used to be in discount bins in the early 90s yeah yeah and people are like making modded versions of earthbound and selling it for 60 bucks and people are buying it that's and I think what the the frustration is is that Nintendo is not seeing any of that money. So they're trying to pump the brakes on any company that could possibly, you know, say, hey, man, if uh, 
if you if you stop this bullshit from going on, I, I might cut you a deal because Nintendo and Amazon have been really close for the last couple mm-hmm. of years. They they uh, Nintendo has been going to Amazon with their I think it's like a year uh, subscription. Yeah, if you have a, uh, like Amazon, if you have Amazon Prime, Prime, you can get a, year uh, a Nintendo subscription. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm not buying it now. Amazon's saying that there has been an error in their algorithm for blocking anybody that's been selling Nintendo prices or Nintendo products. But there, there's no way. Well, I think the problem there's is, no too, like, because, like, in this article, it talks about how Amazon and Apple did this as well. But it gave everybody mm-hmm. a heads up. Six months. It was like, hey, this is what six months. Heads this up, is what's going to happen. And this is what's going to go down. And it's going to happen now. This was just like, hey, here's the announcement. You're going to have to do this before uh, the 31st. And then, boom, it just came out. And people were like, what the fuck? Like, you, you didn't even give us any announcement or anything like that. So, nah, I don't think this is quote-unquote error. This is them backtracking on some shit. Not when there's a fucking email that came out. Yeah. Like, according to an email provided to The Verge from a, from a Nintendo seller on Amazon, the company's initial message read, as part of it, our ongoing efforts to provide the best possible customer experience, we are implementing approval requirements for Nintendo products. That doesn't make. That's not an error. No, that was like, thought no, out. Nobody <laughs> just goes in there and goes like, "Yo, fuck these guys." Types up an email and just says mass release. Yeah, no way. No. That, that they but. say that shit when they're when they made a uh oh <laughs> when they realized they fucked up. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll stay on top of this one because it seems like an ongoing thing. I'm I'm curious to see. Because this goes. affects uh, both of us pretty hardcore because, I mean, we're <coughs> retro game collectors, so. Yeah, I mean, like, for me, I'm on the tail end of getting my collection up and running now. It's kind of like just upkeep and, you know, you know, start, sometimes a disc might fail. I lost my copy of Snatcher because the disc rot. It happens. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's a 400. Yeah, it's a $400 game. It happens. But when i hear new new people that want to get into the hobby uh, you better hope it's on ebay yeah you better hope you get those bids or you live in a really good it's area like, to find shit exactly like fucking h2o he has to go through fucking gamestop to go find his games. gamestop and game not game over games but uh game exchange i think that's what's in the memphis area so yeah, yeah. and he's paying top dollar for some of those games if he's going to go look for it. Like, yeah. He's talking about getting into GameCube. If he tries to find Path of Radiance, good fucking luck, buddy. Yeah. That's crazy, man. But, but yeah, we'll stay on top of it and look at that one more. Uh, yep. I mean, speaking of video game, like where we get a lot of our video game, some people get a lot of their video game news and stuff. Uh, Kotaku's been in the news lately because apparently – there's been, just been ads that will run on Kotaku articles that are just like, you'll be reading the article, and then it's just like, boom, halfway through, it's just like, hey, you want to buy this? And it's very intrusive, and it just pops up. And it's like you can't like disable it or anything like that either. And they've had that forever. They've had I do that remember that, yeah. I remember going on Kotaku sometimes and just being like, hey, where <laughs> the fuck is that music, or where is this ad coming from? I hate yeah, that you shit. know, like for them to turn around and say that this is a problem now, like it must have gotten worse because I remember going on Kotaku. Like I don't go on Kotaku all that often. No. I try not to go there. They have a pretty uh, rough rap. <laughs> 
there it's it's very opinion based very um political mm-hmm. like i don't i don't jive with that shit um but you can't deny them doing good work when they do good do good work. that's I true mean, they broke the story for rockstar games crunch they broke the story for Anthem. They broke the story for Riot Games and their gender discrimination yeah. bullshit. Like, when they can be serious, they can say do that they, well. Yeah, they do well when they do non-biased work. It's the the wading through the shit that you have. To I mean, to be. I mean, you got to throw shit up there because you are a news article or a news site, so you got to throw shit up there nonstop. But yeah, sometimes you're just like, all right, you you find a diamond in the rough every once in a while, so. Right. But it seems like things are getting worse, like you had said, because even employees of <coughs> Kotaku have been talking to their, let's see, uh, they've been taking, or Geo Media is a media company that runs Gizmodo, Kotaku, Deadspin, Jezebel, The Onion, and basically they've been putting their foot down and saying like, hey, run these fucking ads and run them nonstop. That's how we want to do things because mm-hmm. that's how we make money is off of ad revenue. And even Kotaku employees are like, this isn't cool that you're doing this. Oh, you're not going to listen to us. Okay, so they put out a tweet that was just like, hey, if you want to, you know, express your concerns, here is our. What is it? It's the here's the media company's email that you can contact them directly. And I don't think the media company liked that very much. So a lot of people in Kotaku thought, uh oh. We might not have a job anymore. <laughs> so, I would find it difficult, like difficult to believe that they would get rid of Kotaku as a whole. Um, they did get rid of the Splinter, which was another yeah. website. Um, but when it came to Deadspin, they just got rid of like their editor in chief. Yeah, it was uh, very was pet- not Pechisky. talking about sports. Yeah, they told yeah. Uh, Deadspin's. Uh, they basically told them, "Hey, you can only talk about sports, and any it ha- you can talk about anything you want, but it has to be pertaining to sports." And right. a lot of because you write for a sports publication. Yeah, and a lot of employees were just like, "Fuck that!" Like we like to talk about political stuff and stuff. I mean, to be honest though, like there's a lot of things that revolving around sports, like the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Like, a lot of shit that is revolving around sports and media or sports. I mean, even with the LeBron James shit in China and all that stuff, too. That's mm-hmm. technically sports, so let's talk about it. But I don't know, man. For some... How it, Go ahead. In in this case, it's, it seems to be more of like, hey, this is a feature that we have on our website. We don't like it. You guys don't like it. It's not our yeah. fault. Take it up with the man, more or yeah. less. And the man didn't like that. They tried to stomp that, stamp that out. Yeah. So I don't know – I don't know if, like, you could, like, say that there's a conspiracy to get people to care more about Kotaku by creating this false drama. I don't think it's false drama, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It looks a little fishy, too, because, like, a lot of the times the Kotaku employees or the Twitter – the people on Twitter that are pertaining with Kotaku – are just like, yeah, Kotaku didn't say to take this down. We were told to be take we were told to take it down. Somebody mm-hmm. else took it down. We didn't take this down. So someone above our head is going through and deleting our tweets and taking shit up down, all that stuff. That's not cool. That's the story of this uh, of the last few weeks is just like freedom of speech and all that shit. But what if we always said freedom of speech but not freedom of con like you're not exempt from freedom of consequences and all that shit. So Right. But 
Yeah, the dead spin shit's really fucked up too. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. That's the minute when the big companies realize that they can make. That's the big companies start realizing you can make money in something. That's when shit starts going different routes. That's when shit starts right. getting. I was on a Twitch. I don't know what the Twitch page was the other day. I just randomly clicked on a Twitch page, and it said add one of six, and I said nope, and I just clicked off of it. <laughs> I had to go through six ads. No, fuck that shit. I understand that Twi- this, it's a different situation. Twitch streamers, that's how they generate additional revenues through those ads. But mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, man. Like, know how to sporadically put those out. <laughs> are we are we referring to, like, the... Um, the Not the affiliate. The the partners. Yeah, this, is, this was, a, part, this a, was partner a partner stream. stream. Yeah, yeah, it's been happening on yours, too. Really? On your personal channel, I had to sit through four fucking ads. And I think in that situation, because I haven't set those up. I'm not getting anything off of those. I think that's because you're not subscribed to my channel. So ads are just running. What? So I'm I'm looking through like some of the other things that maybe Jason Stryer or other Kotaku staff has said. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the entire staff of Deadspin has quit. Are you serious? Yeah. Like there's just nobody As there. Of November 1st. There's nobody. So the 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 tweet that I saw mm-hmm. that was referring to that um fucking Jason Schreier, I went to his went to his page to see if there's been like any updates because like the editor in chief was just like, "Hey, Kotaku's still up and running." Right. Um but as of seven hours ago, he's like really missing Deadspin today. Would be cool if it hadn't been killed for the stupidest fucking reason possible. Wow. And I'm just like, what do you mean? And I go look up Deadspin, and lo and behold, NPR reports that after days of resignations, because after Barry got fucking fired, yep. people have been resigning. The last of the Deadspin staff has quit. Wow. That, you know, good on them for standing up. But wow. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. There's a statement coming from GMG Union saying that today a number of our colleagues at Deadspin resigned from their positions. The outset CEO, Jim Spanfeller, has worked to undermine a successful site by curtailing its most read coverage because it makes him personally uncomfortable. This is not what journalism looks like and it's not what the editorial independence looks like. Stick to sports is and always has been a thinly veiled euthorism for don't speak the truth into power. In addition to being bad business, Spanfeller's actions are morally reprehensible. The GMG union stands with our current and former Deadspin colleagues and condemns Jim Spanfeller in the strongest terms possible. That's some good shit right there. That's when the fucking, that's when the shit works. Shit gets my dick hard. <laughs> you don't understand. Like, Walkouts get Chris's dicks hard? Your dicks, you multiple dicks. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think of podcast titles for you, man. So, it's <laughs> Oh, by the way, you got to censor them if they're on iTunes. So. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, for audio listeners. We are on iTunes now. We just re- we're finally back. We realized what the problem so I was. Remember it was the heroin one, right? The, <laughs> yes, it's the heroin one. I think I said something about dick cheese. I don't know, man. Um, but regardless, for whatever reason, we couldn't get on iTunes when I first tried getting... 
Scrubverse on there, and now it's on there. I'm just like, okay. Thanks whatever. out. Thanks. Uh, shout out to Mr. Haru on that one. He was like, I can't find you guys on yeah. iTunes, and I was like, Chris, you need to take care of this because <laughs> I don't know how this shit works. <laughs> oh man, big rip. I'll never do a 10 hour edit on a podcast again. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next one, Zenimax to refund consumers for the Fallout 76 game. Uh, Good get. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to TLDR this one. Basically, the ACCC, ACCC, so three C's, has basically said like, "Hey, Fallout, you didn't deliver on the game on a functional product that you said would come out, so these people are entitled to refunds." Basically, that's basically what the article says. And uh, let's see, you actually, I think you threw this article in on the wrong part, but this one says a Reddit user by Zozy Man. It said, bam, it took a year to get a refund. Thanks, ACCC. It says, Bethesda was forced by the ACCC to give me my refund by that by law in Australia I had a right to. Bethesda. No, so the reason why it's in that order is because not long after me originally posting this article mm-hmm. to talk about it, this news story broke out almost immediately after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're supposed to be connected. So, like... They're segue. I don't yeah. know if it's in response or whatever, but after the Australian consumer whatever bullshit A-C-C. that organization uh, came out and said, nah, bitch, you're going to give refunds for Fallout 76, Bethesda has now started to paywall more content for Fallout first. Oh, I was fucking losing my shit reading these articles. I couldn't believe yeah, it's, this shit. It's fucking dumb. So there's a website called MMOG Fails. Mm-hmm. Um, now more utility items coming to Fallout 76. Expect an update to Fallout first to make it more attractive. So the long and short of it is more of these utility items and even possibly weapons yep. and armor and you know things that impact the fucking game are now going to be not given to Fallout First users. <laughs> They're going to be sold to oh them for exclusively. Yeah, so they have to pay more money for that, and other people that aren't uh, Fallout First subscribers have to get the subscription. That is yeah, so it's fucking like, stupid. Yeah, you can buy this really shiny gun, this, fa- this Fallout First gun, but first you have to be a Fallout First member, and then we'll sell it to you. For the stupid amount of atoms that it costs. It's not like you're selling it at a discount. No. no. You just get the chance to buy it. Yeah. After this news broke, I am convinced Fallout 76 needs to be a free-to-play Yes. There is absolutely no reason for anyone to shell out $40, because that's where it's at now, $40 for this fucking shell If of you're game. going to go the subscription route, you have to go full. you have to go free-to-play. You have to go free yeah. to play. There is no fucking excuse at this point. Now, like, yeah. I would not be mad if no one, if if this game was just like, download the client, go ahead, go fucking crazy. Yep. Now, in this situation, I'm not going to. I can judge anyone I want in my life, but if you do decide to be a Fallout First subscriber, good on you. That's fine. Uh, no, it's not good on you. But whatever, whatever. you decide, you just—that's what you decided to do with your money. Let's put it that way. Uh, you don't deserve the hate that some Fallout's first subscribers are getting, though. No, they don't. You gonna talk about you, it? You gonna talk about let's it? Let's talk. I thought you were saying, yeah, they do. Uh, 
But no, we could talk about it. Yeah, let's totally talk about it because uh, apparently Fallout First subscribers class warfare class warfare has uh, started in Fallout seventy six because of the Fallout subscription service to the point where the pay the subscribers are even creating communities walled off from the other non-subscribers. But I don't agree with the harassment that the subscribers are getting from other players. It's like uh, art replicates yeah, life, man. This is like a fucking life sim now. This Actually, this would probably happen in a nuclear fallout situation. You're going to have the classes that want to push out all the other ones. So, uh, man, this, like I said, the class shit is funny. But the Fallout first seventy or the Fallout first subscribers shouldn't be getting the flack that they're getting. So, what if this was the plan all along, the entire time? <laughs> no, all no, along. No, don't pull. All this is my Bethesda. level of conspiracy all, shit. All along, Bethesda was just like, we're going to do a simulation, no. a test, so to say. We're going to run a little experiment. I'm not going to give them that credit. This game I'm not giving them that much credit. And take this game and see what will actually happen. No, I can't I can't I can't give them that much Has credit to. to say that they're that smart. Has to. No company is this fucking stupid. Okay? <sighs> no company is this fucking incompetent. Yeah. Okay, no, it has to be like yeah, this. The, because I can't make fucking sense of this otherwise. The class warfare is starting up because non-subscribers are... It's very easy to pick out who the subscribers are <coughs> because of the gear that you get and the special emotes that you get and all that shit. So basically, whenever someone uses an emote that's special to the subscribers or they have a certain item on, they're just getting fucking berated by the non-subscribers. And like I said, that's not cool. You shouldn't do that, but it makes us for some pretty good fucking entertainment. So, <laughs> One Fallout 76 uh, Fallout first subscriber was like, I got beaten up when I decided to do the Mothman emote in Vault 51. <laughs> At least five to seven people in teddy bear costumes kept punching me. You're loving this, aren't you? It's just fucking great. <laughs> I need... I watched six seasons in an OVA. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Oh, that's it. Let's wrap up the news. <laughs> that's the best outcome possible. <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, I got some good news and bad news. The good news is we got some questions for this week. The bad news is I forgot to hit record on the OBS. So <laughs> we don't have clips, so it's all going to be audio clips. <laughs> Okay, that's you, fine. I'm just glad that I didn't fucking kill my audacity I, when I went like clickety clackety click. All right, man. I guess I can since I'm not recording this shit anymore. I'll pull up the questions this week. Fuck it. No, no, I, I got it up. I gotta get it. Up. All right, all right. Oh god, because we uh, have a fucking okay. novel from Scotty. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, Scotty Mo, or. Are there any traditions coming up for the holidays? It doesn't have to be Christmas centered, even though I think that's why all people what all people mean by when they say the holidays. Uh, I don't really have any like traditions going on. Like I'm just going to see relatives and eat the traditional food. That's about the only traditional thing. Like there's certain things that I want my mom to make at Thanksgiving. She's like, do you want me to make broccoli casserole? And I'm like, fuck, yeah, I want you to make broccoli casserole. What's wrong with you? You've been doing this for all my life. Why are you? Why am I not going to let you do it this year? So. 
I don't really have like tradi- I don't go out caroling or all that shit. No, fuck that shit. I I'm not a holiday guy, as I've said one hundred times before. <laughs> um, but my wife makes it a point that we have to gather around and decorate the Christmas tree together. Okay, we do that. We too. have to fucking. Yeah, we do, do that. that too. Basically, I watch my wife do it. Yeah. Dude. No, I I have to. Dude, help. this is the first year that we have a Christmas tree with three fucking cats that have never seen Good a Christmas tree. Luck. So we are fortunate. Uh, there are into going into our living room. There is a door from the dining room to the living room that we can shut. So basically, whenever we're not in the living room, that door will be shut <laughs> because mm-hmm. the cats cannot. We're buying. We we're getting some shatterproof ornaments. And we're putting our, like, we've been collecting ornaments. You know how families do. You collect special ornaments. Do you have an ornament for when your son was first born and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, whenever we meet someone new and they kind of, like, become one of yeah. us, my wife says, you have to go get us an ornament for the Christmas tree. It's, it's a requirement. Oh, shit. That's what I'm going to have to do. <laughs> uh, but we're going to put those up a little bit higher so they can't get to those. <coughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be fucking. We do do. Uh, so on Thanksgiving, that's when we draw names on my wife's side of the family. And that. So we don't buy Christmas presents for everyone on my wife's side. We just draw a name. You do like Secret Santa? We do Santa. a Secret Santa, yeah. So that's okay. like the major traditions that we do. And I'm not. My wife's like, you're going to go to Black Friday this year, right? I'm like, fuck no, I'm not. She's like, she, Cyber Monday is well, a thing, baby. She goes, like, you didn't go last year. I was like, and I still bought a bunch of cool shit. <laughs> I sat in my underwear and got everything I wanted. And if I didn't get it, that meant I wasn't supposed to have it. Exactly. So there we go. All right. What else we got? Have any of your public service retail jobs ruined the holidays for oh you boy. like they have for me? At one job, we were literally told to uh, we were literally told today, happy holiday, literally told to say. Yeah, there you go. Error there. Uh, happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas, so we wouldn't offend people. Uh, um, you've always been in the military, really, haven't you? <laughs> I mean, I held jobs. Like when I was in the military, we were told not to curse around the kids. That was really hard. Yeah, uh, I've worked in retail. I've worked at Walmart. <laughs> I've worked at. I think I got fired before Black Friday, though. Yeah, I did. So fuck that. Uh, I did work at Hastings, though, and that shit was fucking ins- like I'm pretty sure. So there was <laughs> I fucking uh, the holidays made me fucking like I hated because like it sucked because like I always especially when I was younger before I met my wife, whenever you work at Hastings, like you get paid time and a half if you work on Thanksgiving. And I'm like, <coughs> fuck, mm-hmm. yeah, no one comes in here on Thanksgiving. You're damn right. I'm going to put this movie. I'm putting Predator up on the fucking big TV and no one's going to say shit to me because there's nobody going to be in here. And but no, the Christmas time, Black Friday is I can handle the holidays like that's no problem. I can work in a retail job and help you find the thing you want to find for Christmas. But Black Friday is a fucking cancer on this society. So we got really excited for Black Friday when I worked for Rosetta Stone. Okay. Uh, Rosetta Stone, I was assistant manager. I worked at that job for about two years. We had this little kiosk at the Walt Whitman Mall in long island new york and black friday thanksgiving the entire month of december was money making time because i got paid eight dollars an hour i got ten percent 
of whatever box I sold. Oh wow! If I like sold three levels of a language, that's five hundred bucks. That's fifty bucks in my pocket. Damn! So you were hustling. And I was selling. I I may have looked like a shit bag, but I tell you what, I sold my fucking ass off. I was top salesman for <laughs> probably almost an entire year. That's pretty good. Top salesman in my fuck for my store, definitely. Yeah. For my districts, I was up there. I was definitely within the top. Five. I will say so. But, for Black Friday, I always tried to like. No one ever wants to work the daytime. Well, that's the thing. Do you want to work the daytime, the morning shift, and <coughs> and get completely reamed, or do you want mm-hmm. to work the later shift and basically you're playing cleanup? But you're yep. also running the store because we also were a movie rental store, too. So that sucks. So right. you were constantly getting movie rentals coming back in, having to put them out. But I was working. I think it was I can't remember what day it was. It had to have been that night because I think what Hastings started doing is they started instead of doing their sales, everything early in the morning, they did different sales throughout the day. So they're for like this three hours. These TVs were on sale and this three right. hours. This shit was on sale. I was working nights. And uh, I worked that one, and we opened up Register 3 and 4, and we only opened Register 3 and 4 for Black Friday and the Christmas time because that's the only time we ever needed those registers. And I look over, Mm -hmm. and I see this line of people with just TVs, one after the other, coming through. And I look over, and I'm not a manager yet. I'm still just like a low-level motherfucker, and my store manager's there. And I'm like, I'm about to fucking make or break this time because I wanted to be a manager. I look over. We mm-hmm. had like this huge container of $5 HDMI cables. And I'm pretty sure I looked at them and I told my friend that was working on the floor. I said, hand me 25 of those. And he goes, are you fucking serious? I was like, put them up here at this register. I sold every fucking one of those within an hour <laughs> to everybody. And my manager, store manager, just like, he's like, what happened to all those HDMI cables? I was like, I sold them. And he goes, are you fucking serious? I was like, yeah. I was like, that dude right there, he bought five. So <laughs> I was just like, I'm about to like I can. Everyone's like, you should be a car salesman. I'm like, nah, I don't want to be that big of a shit bag. I'll 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 screw you out of five bucks for an HDMI cable, but that's as far as I'm going. So, mm-hmm. but I told the guy, I was like, look, these motherfuckers are usually ten bucks. HDMI cables are five dollars right now, and they're good for everything. Buy them. He's like, give me five. I was like, okay. So he nice. bought my last five. So. <laughs> Oh, uh, and then everyone thought I was sleeping with the manager. <laughs> and I was like, my manager's that's my manager cool. was a dude. So <laughs> that's that's Well, funny. see, the thing is Hallie Hallie was a manager. And mm-hmm. we couldn't be dating and me be under like basically like under her like that. So everyone was Could you even be in the same store? We could if we Like even if you were managers, could you be in the yes, same store? Yes, if we're both on the same level. So I basically, she was a front counter team leader. So she was a manager of the front counters. I became one as well. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh, you're just going to sleep your way up the ladder. You know, Todd's next. And I was like, all right, are we just not going to look at the fact that I actually am a good employee? All right, sure. I'm just fucking everybody. Let's do this. (laughs) That's how it works. That's that's what disgruntled employees do. Yeah, man. I miss, I miss working at Hastings, but I don't miss you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you miss a job you're working mm-hmm. at, but then you like come to your senses and you're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So that's all I got on mine. I no, I mean I worked for Borders, 
but they were just like, you have to say Merry, you have to say Happy Holidays. I'm like, I'm gonna say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, because these people are going to say whatever the fuck they yeah. want. If they if they tell me Happy Holidays, I'll say Happy Holidays to them. I'll say Merry Christmas. Like I got yelled at more about saying Happy Holidays than I did about saying Merry Christmas, because you get those religious yeah. zealots come through like, it's merry christmas i'm just like it doesn't sound like you have any holiday cheer bitch <laughs> oh uh i did get in trouble because we weren't specifically told to be told to say happy holidays but we were like to say something like merry christmas or happy holidays i got in trouble because i was just like uh happy kwanzaa and i was just saying like fucking stupid shit to people and i'm like shalom and they're like stop <laughs> Like what? I fucking hate my job and want to kill myself every time I walk through these doors. Let me have this, goddamn it! Mm. Uh, Look, Hanukkah is like the week before Christmas. Fuck yeah, off. I love that future. I love that fucking joke from Futurama, where he just—it's they meet Kwanzaa bot, and uh, he's like, "I've been." He's like, "Yeah, I got to spread the word of Kwanzaa," and he shows his book, and it's just got these two kids going like shrugging their shoulders, and it says, "What the hell is Kwanzaa?" And he goes, "He goes, I've been handing these out for five hundred years." <laughs> that shit's so good, man. Okay, <laughs> fuck off. You need to watch more Futurama. <laughs> I don't think I've seen a lot of Futurama. I watch a lot of Family Guy, a lot of Futurama. That's the episode where Bender has to be Santa Claus. A lot of. I don't think I've seen that because they try because they... I've I've seen a a lot of Family Guy. I've seen a lot of American Dad, and I've seen a lot of Futurama. Yeah, there are parts where I could just like beat for beat repeat the episode. Yeah, I watched a lot of those playing, growing up, and I don't think I've ever seen. A single Christmas episode. Yeah, there was a couple of Futurama. This one was the one where they had to deliver something to Santa on his planet. And uh, I don't know what it was. Santa gets frozen in a block of ice. And then Bender has to be Santa Claus. So that shit's funny. (laughs) They couldn't just thaw him out? No, I guess not. I mean, it's it's a 22-minute cartoon. Shut up. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Next question. What's the best Thanksgiving movie? Thanksgiving. <laughs> My folks just turned on the the football game. Yeah, it was Macy Day Macy's Day Parade and then usually the football game after that. Uh, what is uh not Jingle All the Way? What's that one movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to get the tickle me Emma? No, that's Jingle All the Way. It's the Turbo Man doll, first of okay. all. <laughs> It's 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 the fucking Elmo. Oh, Chris, Elmo. get ready for that in December because that's already been solidified as one of our sideshow movies. <laughs> oh, fuck I love that movie. Okay. That movie has fucking Phil Hartman in it. God rest his soul. His wife murdered him. So <laughs> that movie's great. Shut up. That and Christmas with the Cranks. Um, the Christmas movies I, guess... I got out the ass. I can I can't name a fucking Thanksgiving movie. Remember the Titans? I just think. Anything that has to do with Thanksgiving, it's either fucking up some Indians, <laughs> something American, like Brave, not Braveheart, because that's that's Celtic shit. The Patriot or football. Uh, there's not even really a lot of Thanksgiving movies. <coughs> like we watch Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Like I guess that. I don't know. We sure. just watch whatever the fuck's on now. 
Like, I always think that Thanksgiving is the pregame to it Christmas. It is. Like, it's a holiday, but it's like half of Christmas. Because, like, we eat on Christmas, too. So, mm-hmm. and when you get older, you start drinking. So, <laughs> uh, no, like, if we want to talk about Christmas movies, like, I got those out the ass. Like, Santa Claus 1, fuck the other two. The Santa Claus, you got Home Alone 1 and 2. You got National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You got Jingle All the Way. You got Christmas with the Cranks. You got White Christmas, Miracle on 34th Street, It's a Wonderful Life, all that shit. Thanksgiving movies? No, that's there's not a lot. Let me see. Let me look up. This is a movie, right? Thanks Killing? I think it's a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, no. These look bad. <laughs> so let me give you the synopsis. Thanks Killing is a 2008 American horror black comedy film written and directed by Jordan Dowry. Downey and co-written by Brad Schultz. Uh, what's the IMDb? Oh, let me read you the IMDb of it. Hold on. Uh, a homicidal <laughs> turkey axes off college kids during Thanksgiving break. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> uh, it has a four point two on IMDb. When was it made? Two thousand and nine. I think so. Did you ever Fuck. watch the? Uh, did you ever watch Planet Terror or Death Proof? It's the Grindhouse movies that were made by Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. I think I've seen Death. Do Proof. you remember the fake trailers they played before the movie for like Machete and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah. Killing was one of them. Oh my! I think it was God. Thanks Killing Machete Machete. Excuse me, and I think Hobo Machete Mahobo with a shotgun. Hobo yeah. with a shotgun's a good fucking movie. Hobo with a shotgun. Yeah. So that's the only one I thought of. Apparently they made three of these motherfuckers. So Oh my And God. the third one has it has the turkey on the front with a chainsaw. And it looks great. I'm not watching. Ooh, that has a 3.0. I'm not watching that either. Uh, I don't want to watch things. Let's not give Scotty any ideas <laughs> or fucking Megavision's. Yeah, because, you know, thanks. Killing is not going to be on the next fucking side. I show. would give this at least a once I would watch. There's <coughs> another terrible Thanksgiving horror movie, but I can't remember what the name of it is. It's real bad. Like I watched it on YouTube and it's garbage. But anyway, yeah, that's it. I, when we talk about Christmas movies, I'll talk about that all day. Like. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation okay. is fucking phenomenal. I love that movie. Uh, next question. Back to raging with video games. I streamed Sonic Mania for Extra Life and almost had to physically walk yep. away. Instead, I realized I had been streaming for five hours and decided to cut it. Any game ever make you so mad that you had to physically that you physically had to distance yourself from it? Super Monkey Ball. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Mario Kart 64. Oh, really? Mario Kart 64. When I was... I want to say I was 11. 11, 12 years old. And I think I've told this story I before. think you, you might have, yeah. I was trying to full clear Super Mario 64. Or not Super Mario 64. Mario Kart 64. And 150cc was a bitch to get through. But... When I finally cleared it, I'm like, yes, I've beaten the game. There's nothing else I have to do. I got the alternate art. We're all Gucci. And I went right back in because I wanted to do some free play. 
and I see GP, and it has a new mode called Mirror Mode. Uh-oh. And I sat there for about five minutes, and I cried. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there like, the nightmare is not no, over yet. This is the sequel at the end of the first horror movie. This is the sequel teaser. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? Fine. Whatever. I will do Mirror Mode. The Flower Cup is the worst fucking set of stages ever. Namely because of Toad's Turnpike. Yeah, that was pretty rough. And Mirror, that means they're coming at Toad's you, right? Toad's Turnpike, in Mirror Mode, they're coming at you. Ugh. It took me months to beat that shit to the point where I threw my controller at my N64, completely cleared it off the top of my television, flew like another five feet into a wall, in my rage, I didn't care about anything else until reality snapped back and like, dumbass, you just threw a fucking controller at your only N64. Oh I'm like, God. oh no, my mom's going to kill yeah, me. Yeah, because that shit costs money. And I cracked, I, yeah, I cracked the faceplate of it, but luckily it still worked. So there's that. Uh, I don't really, but. I can't think of a specific game off the top of my head, but as a kid, I was just very angry when it came to video games sometimes and I had to start like... My mom, there were sometimes like, you need to put the controller away because I'd be like yelling at the TV like, that's so not fair or something like that. So there were times I just had to walk away. Uh, I do have a story of my buddy that actually works for Blizzard. He was playing the remaster of DuckTales when it first came out on PlayStation 3. And at the very end, after you fight the final boss, you're escaping the volcano. And he was Mm -hmm. kept trying like whenever he tried to grab onto the chains to go up, it wouldn't grab. It's the only time I've ever seen him physically throw a controller. <laughs> he threw, he goes, this is fucking bullshit and threw it. And I was just like, I didn't have anything to say. I didn't have a joke. I had nothing. So, yeah. I think the only other game that I ever like sat there and was just like, no, I think I'm done. I don't think I will continue. Was Sekiro. Not a boss. It was a mini boss, and it was towards the end of the okay. game, and it's right before you fight the owl for the second time, and there's just this the guy that's sitting in this burning fucking castle, and he summons his dogs, and it's not that he's hard. I don't think that he was probably that hard, but I think that the fatigue and utter frustration <laughs> of everything else that I like came across was just like, you know what? I have played enough. I felt like that with and I just, Super Monkey Ball recently. I played that. Banana. Yep, and I I just put it down, and I said, I'll come back to it in another life. <laughs> I, I'm good. You do you, game. I'm going to go my other way. You do you for a while. <laughs> I'm going to go do other things, and then one day I will come back. Yep. And that's that's where Sekiro has sat. Sounds And I watched the ending on YouTube. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, on the other side of a coin, what game do you love so much that you uh, you own multiple copies of it and see no problem supporting the game over and Shovel over Knight. again? Shovel Knight. I have probably seven copies of that game. <laughs> <coughs> this one's a little bit difficult for me because I'm a collector. Mm. So it's not necessarily a game that I love, but I just happen to own multiple copies of it. Final Fantasy X. It's a great game. Yeah. I have it on PlayStation 2. I have it on PlayStation 3. I have it on the Vita. I have it on PlayStation 4. I have it on Steam. I'm, like, trying to have discipline and not buy it on the Switch 
because it's a game like I know I'll like it. I'm not in love with it, but I know yeah, I like it. It's a good it. game like to just and play. It's an easy game. It's an easy RPG to get into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 got an easy palette or I have an easy palette. Have you ever done the 100 forms. lightning d- challenge? Fuck that. <laughs> I ain't doing that shit. No. Sh- I think what's cool is that the Steam version has a randomizer. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's good for streaming yeah, that, too. That so. shit's cool. Yeah, you'll see a lot of that too. Uh um Final Fantasy 7. I own that on just about fucking everything. Yeah. You going to get the new one but too? As far as a game that I Yeah, I'm, well, yeah, definitely. I'm going to get that. Like I Final Fantasy 7 is not my favorite Final Fantasy, but I like it enough that I would real and since you know, it's been like five, six years since it's been announced, yeah. which Square Enix has no business fucking announcing it. You know, it's piqued my interest enough that I need to go, you know, see what all the hype right. is about. Um, but as far as a game that I love, maybe Ocarina of Time. I thought you were going to go with the Metal Gear game. Well, how many times has Metal Gear 1 been re-released? Yeah. Twice. It's on the PlayStation. It's on the GameCube. It might be. It's also on the PS3, technically. Um, but honestly, and it's it's the most definitive edition is the PlayStation version. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. I've only played that on PS2. Metal Gear Solid 4 is only available on the PS3. Yeah, so there hasn't been multiple so launch or releases. There hasn't been, yeah, there hasn't been multiple releases of that. Um, you would really have to look at the older games. I would say, in a perfect world, if Sonic Three and Knuckles got re-released, oh yeah, times like the way that Sonic Two has, I would have bought each and every single. Yeah. One Speaking of which, if you want to hear a really funny conversation about this, that re-release issues and all that stuff, listen to the most recent Mega Visions regular podcast. Uh, Scotty, mm-hmm. Chris, and uh, Sketchcraft go into very funny. Have you listened to it yet? It uh, was pretty yet. good. Sketchcraft comes out with some fucking stupid ass like things that he talks about, but it's pretty good. Uh, now, uh, going back to what you said though, Ocarina of <coughs> Time, yeah, that's N sixty four, GameCube, three DS, con- Virtual Console. Yeah, uh, is that it? I think that's yeah. it. I would also say, well, Shovel Knight, I own on, I own Steam, I own Switch, Wii U. I don't have it on PlayStation 4 or Xbox. Uh, but I also have the sequels. I have those. And, yeah, just Shovel Knight. X, Mega Man X. I'll put that there, too. I own the I own okay. uh, Super Nintendo. I had it on multiple. I had it on virtual. I think it came out on the 3DS virtual console. I think it did. I don't know. Uh, if I did, I bought it. I know it came out on the Wii U. PlayStation 2, it was on a collection. Uh, the new collection that was on came out on Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox, Steam, and all that shit. Yeah, I've I've owned that game multiple times. So, okay. Um, last question. Um, I'm ready for this one. What obscure game that you played do you think deserves another chance in the limelight? Whether it was due to low sales, poor direction, or a gem that did not get the attention by who large. who who asked this question? Mr. That's right, Haru. Mr. Haru. It's a new listener that we have in our Discord. Uh, Anarchy Reigns. Anarchy Reigns needs another shot in the limelight. It never got the just advertising that it deserved, and Anarchy Reigns 
should that's my point that's my slot we should get some online multiplayer with it all that shit we could do a we could do a remaster of it on the new gen and it would be great <coughs> or direction or it's a gem that did not get enough attention but, uh wonderful 101 yeah that's a good wonderful one wonderful 101 anarchy reigns uh what else do we got uh we could just go and like uh watch metal jesus rocks videos of uh, uh, hidden, unhidden, yeah. or hidden gems. His hidden gem yeah, thing. Where that's a conspiracy um, theory that we have. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go with Asada's Wrath. Oh, there's there's a lot of controversy behind that one because Capcom completely fucked that game. Like, have you played Asada's Wrath? I have not. Okay, Asada's Wrath is like super hyped up anime beat Oh yeah, shit I'm aware of what it is, yeah. Type. But Capcom locked the ending behind a paywall. Yeah. Like a $10 or $15 Yeah, paywall. that was shitty. Like and, and it's I I'm going to be honest, the ending is so worth it. It is so good. But I'm upset that even even then like why did you do that? Uh Mad World. Yeah, Mad World I think did not get the the love that it got. I think it's better than Anarchy Reigns, um, but I also haven't played a whole lot of. Anarchy I'll be playing Reigns, that so on the be... Megavision channel soon. I, that's one of my playthroughs mm -hmm. that I want to do. So, um, El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron. That was supposed to get a re uh, a sequel. That game is fucking interesting. It's a, it's based off of the Book of Enoch. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's another take on that whole um lost book of the bible so to say okay. it's it's very very good um they brought back some of the characters like Enoch and Lucifer in the lost child which i don't remember who the publisher was for it um but it's some um, dungeon crawling traditional jrpg for the switch it's really not that bad oh, okay um but yeah, I would say that maybe Lost Odyssey, um, Shadows of the Damned, those games. Those games I would say need uh, need some love. All right. Sounds pretty good. I like it. I like the yep. questions. I like when we get the questions because it makes us think. I try not to look at the questions prior to the podcast either. <coughs> um. So what are you doing? What am I week? doing this week? Uh, I've got some personal streams that I might do. Still haven't decided on it yet. If I do, it's going to be playing the new Pioneer format in Magic the Gathering, or uh, mm. it might. I might stream some Outer Wilds. I'm not sure yet. Well, Outer Worlds. I, I caught myself. <laughs> uh, you did it. You can't be mad uh, at yeah, me anymore. Yeah, I can't. Uh, Tuesday on the Megavision streams uh, is Yakuza's coming back. Yakuza's been gone for a month, so yes. yeah. I need to send this shit to you. I'm I mean, at this point, just keep it till MAGFest. MAGFest is less than two months okay. away. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, we're going to pick Yakuza 0 back up. And on third, uh, I don't, I have no fucking idea what Thursday Night Throwdown is going to be this week. We might rehash one that we've already, we haven't really thought of one yet. But, uh, oh, I was going to say too, with the, uh, with the Xbox One S that I got, I got the G Xbox Game Pass on my, on that. That thing's pretty fucking dope. 
It's pretty fucking good. <laughs> just that, just yeah, that one is. night, I downloaded the Outer Worlds. I downloaded Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, Double Dragon Neon, the Master Chief Collection, and like one other game too. I need to download Double Dragon Neon because you showed me some of the music from that game. It's so that, good. That game is good. It's cheesy. Like, like uh, Billy and Jimmy are just very, like, they talk more like surfer dudes a little bit. There's one mm. point where they go, what is this, some kind of lab? And then each level has, like, a freeze frame, and it says what the level of the name is, and it freeze frames and says mm-hmm. some kind of lab. And then, and then you go into the level. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really – and Skullmageddon is basically just Skeletor, and he's okay. great. There's also a Mega Man reference boss in one of those, so he's it's really really a Mega Man X reference specifically. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely great. I got my first month for a dollar, so <laughs> yeah. nice. But uh, what else we got? Don't have a whole lot planned this week. I'm trying to take it easy this week because this last week has just kicked my ass. With I did every I did something every night. Like Monday night I streamed on the personal <coughs> channel. Tuesday I did. Our anniversary and Super Monkey Ball. Wednesday I did more on personal channel. Thursday I did Darkstalkers. Yes, I was just so I'm trying to chill this week because I have to go to Austin next week. So, yeah. What do you got going on? Um, I got some last minute work for the newest issue of Mega Visions that I have to work okay. on. There's a new segment called Game versus Game, um, and it is going to be a debate. Ooh between myself and another writer and we are doing the teenage mutant ninja turtles games for the sega genesis and the Super i saw Nintendo. the layout of that i was wondering who was going to get those yes um so i will be replaying um both games so i get a better understanding okay. uh, i'm not going to say what side i will be fighting for however it might be easy to deduce which side it is because I am one of the two outcasts of the Mega Visions group. Um, oh wait, does that mean that, you're going to be on my side? <laughs> I, I guess. Okay. I, I, I'm, you know, um, I also have another project going on for the end of year or the end of decade. Pretty much both of Mega Visions, so I will be spearheading the top 10 or top 15 games that Sega has been a part of for 2010 to 2019. I might only be able to give you a top Um, five on that because I haven't played a lot of those games on those lists. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, everyone, we, I'll figure out a way to get everything even. There's one or two that we know, like this is obviously going to make the list. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so, you know, I got that going on. I got some personal things that I want to get in, but you know, with this new project that's now on my plate, uh, it might take a yeah. back seat. So, those are the two things that I'm really going to be focusing on. I want to play Indivisible. I really want to play Indivisible, and I've got some indie stuff that I, uh, some indie developers I've been talking to, want to try out some of their shit. So, that's really where I'm yeah, at right you're now. Ready for Pokemon too. Um, Pokemon. I'm not super high on Pokemon. I skipped Sun and Moon. I'm gonna get really big into so this we'll one since see. it's on the Switch. Yeah, we'll see if I get into um, 
Sword and okay. Shield. One other thing I've been trying to do, I I have been itching to play 3DS games, but I don't want to play it on my 3DS because I want to record it. Yeah. You can't record no. 3DS games. So I have been looking for a way to dump my ROMs and just play off my computer. Mm. So that's the only other thing that i've been working on so i'm gonna see where that goes oh, i just checked my maybe one day check my youtube and tj but. came out with a new video yeah okay he did a niche video game pickups for october 2019 so nice but yeah that's all nice. we got if you guys you know make sure to follow us on our socials go ahead and uh make sure to check out mega visions that's who we work for so you want to go over there and check them out too. We got an influx of uh, you must you gave a code out to um, in the Scrubverse Discord, and we had like an influx of people start coming in from our Discord to their Discord. So, yep, that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, that's all we got. Is that all you got, Chris? All right, that's man. Uh, you have a good week, and everyone listening, take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubversepodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description.